Today's episode is sponsored by DTJ, Personal Training, Health and Wellbeing, and Unplugged Earphones. Unplugged earphones are a high quality for money wireless earphone. Retro and very, very stylish. The sound quality of these is, I have got to say, fantastic. I'm a big headphone, I'm a big headphone or earphone man. Always have my earphones or headphones on when I'm going to walk with a dog or if I'm doing a gym session, and these are fantastic. At £27, I just can't fault these at all. They're compatible with iOS and Android, they're wireless, and they're smart one touch technology. Check out the link that will be in the description. DTJ Personal Training, Health and Wellbeing are a service that offers personal training, online training, total wellbeing diet and lifestyle, sports specific training. All packages come with diet and nutritional advice as well. Block bookings are 5 sessions for £120, 10 sessions for £200. To contact Daryl who is based in FreeFit Paisley, contact him by email darylthomasjones at gmail.com or catch him on Instagram at DTJ underscore PT. Special thanks to my guest Cy Ferry and to my two sponsors. The links from my sponsors will be in the description below. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Leave me a wee comment, please like and subscribe and tell a friend. Okay, guys, what's happening? Welcome to the Flip the Mindset podcast. I'm here with the one and only Cy Ferry. Do you want me to um, look at the camera or look at no, you? No, you don't need to look no. at the camera, right? Probably better, You're... I'll look at the camera <laughs> and you look at it. <laughs> you just relax. <laughs> um, how's it feel to be in the receiving end? What? We're still talking about talking here. <laughs> I know, I wasn't talking Saturday about... I was on the receiving end, mate. So I wasn't start... talking about the bird, bro. I wasn't <laughs> talking about the bird. How's it going? Good, mate. I'm good. Uh, delighted to come on. I know Thank you've you, got... Bro. My mate, well, no, my mate, my colleague Barry Ferguson coming on, Grado, and that. Yeah, uh, So, delighted to be on, mate. Thanks for, for asking us. You're absolutely welcome. It's my pleasure, mate. Um, we're going to start with the canio. The canio, go for it. Let's go. My favourite subject. What was it like working under a maniac like the canio? Amazing, mate. Loved him, honestly. Like, probably, other than Tommy Burns, he'd be my second, second favourite coach, manager, Stoke, whatever you want to call him that I've had. Just yep. um, so passionate, mate. Mm-hmm. Loved his job. Uh, again, I say that Tommy Burns and probably Paolo Di Canio is the reason I'm the person I am. Because yep. I know, what is this? They flipped the mindset. Yep. Paolo Di Canio certainly flipped my mindset because I was a fat, lazy bastard when I was before <laughs> I met him. Honestly, mate, I was. And uh, he just completely changed his mate. Yeah, uh-huh. he, uh, he's probably the first guy in my adult life that sat us down and said, you think you are something that you're not. Wow. You're not as good as you think you are. You're not as funny or as good looking as you think you are. Mm-hmm. You're, you'll be a loser in life if you didn't get your finger out and change how you are and how you live. And, uh, hey, mate, he, he done it, eh? He got well, inside my head and and totally changed my character, personality, everything. That's what it's all about. Did he pull you into the office and say that? Pulled us in the office a few times, mate. He's usually on his pants when he pulled us in the office. <laughs> white, white pair of sloggies. White fronts. White fronts. Because that. I was quite chubby as well at the time, he would kind of love <laughs> to show me how, how ripped he was. Um, and then it would start off with probably usually me getting caught going out on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. So I'd be summoned to his office stroke changing room. Yeah. He'd be sitting in his pants and then 
That was what was good about him for me. He would slaughter us and then he would kind of try and help us and it would, the subject would move on and then he would talk about like maybe something that I'd done in the game on a Saturday. So uh-huh. he says, you're tackling like this when I want you to tackle like this and he'd be sliding about in his pants and yep. so he'd try not to laugh, mate, while he's being serious. But um, just to appear interest in your life, mate. Eh? Mm-hmm. Like, what, mm-hmm. as I say, no, just make you a better football player but make you a better person. So yep. a lot of time for him. So... Let's go back to the start. Um, grassroots, if you'd like, all right? Uh, so that was the guy, Sean, 82-year-old. Again, I've always had, kind of throughout my life, I've always had a, a figure that, Yeah. I don't know why it's happened to us, but there's always a guy, that I, an older guy that I connect with. Yeah. Sean was that guy for me. Mm-hmm. Like, my mum and dad must have had the easiest job in the world, because I was quite a, not a bad kid, but as you are, cheeky and always in trouble. And uh, pain in the arse. <laughs> but they never had to get me in trouble, mate, because Sean would do it. They would just right. phone Sean and Sean would say, like, listen, if this, does, if this keeps going on, you'll just, we'll just take you to Celtic. And that's what I loved about that. Celtic back then, with Tommy and Sean. It didn't matter how good a player you were or how good a prospect or how much the, that you could make the club in, mm-hmm. in the future. See if you, weren't a, see, see if you were, were a bad egg or you weren't a doing what you were meant to be doing outside of football, they would just get rid of you. Yeah. See, now I think coaches and, and scouts they're obsessed with being pals with these kids. They want mm-hmm. they want kids to like them. Yeah, we liked Sean and Tommy Burns was because they're, they're, they're disciplined. Yeah, they wanted yeah. to make you a better person. You yeah. could see that, but I just think now it's more about coaches wanting to be pally with kids than actually teaching them about life. And I've, as I say, I've always had somebody that like Sean was that guy, and then uh, fifteen Tommy Burns said that he was going to sign us for Celtic. Mm-hmm. Have you had the story about my mum? Huh? No, when you go. So that's it. This sums Tommy up. This would never happen now, mate. So Tommy Burns was ahead of youth, obviously, 500 games for Celtic. Yeah. And uh, I was playing a year above myself. So mm-hmm. I was playing with, I think I was playing with the 17s. I was only 15. And uh, Tommy says, we want to give you a professional contract. So I was going through to Glasgow and uh, Tommy says, we're going to come through to Dundee. We'll sign you up. Mm-hmm. I'll meet your mum and dad. We'll come to your house. Yeah. We're the old Sean, the Irish guy. So we're driving through to Dundee for Glasgow and he says, what's your mum and dad's? He's getting a chat. What's your mum and dad's name? I said, my dad's Eddie. Mm-hmm. My mum's, I says, Tommy, my mum's name's, I tell my people my mum's name's Linda. Right. Because I mean, when you're a wee guy, stupid anxious to go through your mind, yep. my mum's name's Wanda. <laughs> and, right. uh, and I says, please, Tommy, didn't I tell, didn't yeah. I tell any of the boys, please? <laughs> and I could just see, him, he was chuckling the water for a good <laughs> 10 minutes. Eh? So when, when we get to the house, he's like, ah, can you believe that he tells all the boys your name's Linda? And my mum, my mum is fucking raging, as obviously. And then, so all the way back, I'm like, please, didn't I tell anybody? And he's like, ah, it's fucking calm down. I'm not going to tell anybody. Next day, mate, training. You still need to go to Celtic Park to do the jobs. Mm-hmm. So you'd clean the books clean and the then books you'd get the minibus back to Barrafield. So we were all walking out to the car park and his office was up in the gym so it would look onto the car park. And the next thing, mate, the, the car park was full so it was like, I was we were the youngest, we were under 17s, there was under 19s and there was reserves on the car park, mate. So right. see the reserve guys especially, you were shit scared of them. Yeah, they were like course. five year old and you guys like Ross Wallace yeah. and Liam Miller, guys like that. And, uh, Oh, Wanda! Wanda! And I'm like, oh my God, man. And all the boys are like, I don't know if they just, my face must have lit up, mate. I just felt like 40 boys' eyes on, and they're like, asking me, who's Wanda? And I was like, fuck knows what he's talking about. And he's like, Wanda, get yourself up here now. <laughs> so I've ran up to the gym, but as I'm running up to the gym, he's like, to the minibus, on you go. Mm-hmm. Just drive down to training. So I get up to the office, and he's killing himself laughing. He's like, you better get yourself down to Barrafield. You're late for training. That's a, that's a 20 quid fine or whatever it was so I walked down to training and all the boys are pissing themselves oh, laughing yeah. and see for honestly mate see for the next five years 
Oh, he called me was one day. Brilliant. Remember training next like Roy Keenan Petrov and I'd maybe do something decent in training and Tommy be like, tremendous one that. And I, I mean, I honestly remember looking at Roy Keenan Petrov and they're thinking, who the fuck's won that? Brilliant. But that, that was what he was like, mate, just that personal touch. And yeah. again, after we'd signed that, that deal in, uh, in Glasgow, this is kind of the kind of boys that we grew up with. Uh, we'd signed in Dundee, Tommy drove me back to Glasgow and the whole way through he was like, now listen, we know we know it's a laugh and a joke now, but it's all about being a better player, getting to the first team. It says when we come in here, everything's done professionally. Mm-hmm. There's no carrying on. Mm-hmm. It's, it's serious stuff now. You're not yeah. a kid anymore. So he drive he picks me up at my digs in the morning and drives me for Airdrie in Glasgow. And again, he's reiterating. He's like, I know you like a laugh and a joke, which is great at times, but when we get in here, it's serious and really drumming into us. So he's like, come on, I'll walk into the changing rooms. So I could hear the changing room. It's, it's pandemonium, man. You can hear it. And he, I can see that he's kind of like, oh, for fuck's sake, what's going on? After I've given him this big spiel. Yeah. Opens the dressing room door, mate, and uh, Michael Gardine's pretending a horse, Gary Fraser, <laughs> bollock naked on, on a physio bed and all the boys are, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and Tommy Burns, Burns looks at me and goes, just fucking forget me. I just told you I'm that motor. Uh, so that was it, mate. Brilliant. But, Again, if that happened today, mate, like boys would have been sacked. And but Tommy knew, but Tommy had been there and done it, and he, yeah. he was probably similar as a guy, and just had that great balance, mate. Probably pulled the two guys aside and said, "Come on, you can't be doing stuff like that." But mm-hmm. again, joined in the laughing. What a guy he was! Yeah, that's, that's that's it's it kind of resonates with me because I had um, Alec Wilson. Don't know if you know him. Nah, he was the, the chairman of Greenock Juniors. Right, when I played junior football at the time. They done, he he done everything to get me a bit of money. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, because he knew I was struggling, I'm struggling my brother's death and all that stuff, you know what I mean? And God rest his soul, he passed away a couple of years ago now, um, he was my figure. I didn't yeah. have a daddy, as I told you before. And um, I struggled to listen to my mum sometimes, do you know mm. that way? When it came to stuff like football and stuff like that, and um, she would phone him, yeah. and he would phone me, like, Kenny! I'm like, oh, uh-huh. I like fucking raging with me. And then, I listened. Everything he said was gospel to me, yeah. you know, and that is very, very. I feel that's what we miss these days, as you say. Managers wanting to be friends. I feel that managers nowadays they want to be the main man mm. as well. They're constantly want to be not just your friends, but I think there's a reason for it. The ego, the kind of they want to be seen as this likable, lovable, yeah. um, popular guy for the image. What comes out of the club when really they, if they if they if they do their focus or they they look after their players and kind of it's morals, respect, all that kind of stuff. The stuff that really matters, mm-hmm. basically, when you're grounding a player from grassroots up, um, you get that respect. You, yeah. you give them that respect anyway. They're not probably in this day and age. You're not going to get respect off someone if they're just trying to be your best pal. Yeah. Do you know? But if they're teaching you and you're not, you know, saying no, 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 you can't do that. Not enough of that shit or this shit. Um, coach, see, she's a coach, mate. You're there, there to educate people. I've absolutely. got enough pals, mate. I don't need a coach to yeah. be my pal. Exactly. What Tommy taught us was about life, mate. I remember as well my first week in it. In fact, I signed that contract and then mum and dad got invited down to a game. Mm-hmm. Tommy mm-hmm. took us into one of the boxes, food and everything. So, mum and dad are in the thing. He says, Come on, I'll take you about Celtic Park, show you about. Yep. And uh, I think the first person I met was maybe like the chief executive, and Tommy spoke away. And then the thing that got me, mate, was we then meet a chef, and Tommy would speak exact same way as he spoke to the chef as he would to the chief exec. Then bumped into a cleaner, stopped, spoke. It's probably more friendly and approachable with a cleaner than the chef yeah. and he was with the chief exec and he always says to me, "Wow, see if you're going to get anywhere in life, be sociable, yeah. stop, speak to people, 
says that, that five minutes could make the people's day. Mm. You know, you didn't know what it means to somebody to stop and speak to them. So they're the sort of lessons that kids need, mate. No fucking standing in the holes and breaking lines, as I all say now. I, I mean, I think, they, I think they get caught up on this yeah. more than actually helping kids develop their personality. Because see, in football, mate, very, very, a very small side that is is playing. Uh-huh. A lot of it for me is uh, is the mental side. And Tommy Burns got you ready for that, mate, honestly. It's actually funny, when I signed for Dundee, we had a great relationship, mate, honestly. Like, we got on really well. Uh, and uh, Paul McGinn, I'd never heard this story, who obviously John McGinn plays with Aston Villa, that's his yeah. brother. And Paul McGinn said uh, that Tommy went to John McGinn's house as a young kid mm-hmm. when he was at St Man, 15, 16, to sign him. And they were all big Celtic fans. And uh, John McGinn's dad said, who's who's going to be the next big one to come through? And Tommy said, Cy Ferry. Oh, yeah. Says he'll be the next Paul McStay. I never, he never told, obviously, I never told me oh, that, but he used to say that to me all the time, mate. Sometimes, mate, honestly, I, I would feel like um, I played really well and he'd pull me over and he'd be like, playing like an old fucking man. He says, you might think that's good, that passing it back and sideways and you've not gave the ball away, but you're playing like an old man. You're going to need more character than that to play for Celtic. Well you passed the ball forward and gave it away. Yep. And again, just life lessons, mate. Mm. He, he could be so hard on you, honestly. He could be so hard on you and then he could make you feel like the best player in the world. Yeah. We won the Youth Cup final, I think I was... Played in Charlie McGrew's team. Charlie's two years older than me. Oh, right, so okay. I was playing two years up, I think. I think I was 17. We won the Youth Cup final. I got man of the match. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll never forget it. I came off the pitch and he gave me the biggest hug ever. And he said, that's the first time he said to me, he said, you're going to be the n- next Paul McStay. Amazing. I've never felt a feeling like that in football before, ever again. Eh? Um, and then Paul McGinn still texts me now saying, you're the one man that let Tommy Burns down because <laughs> you went and made an arse But just to hear, even hear that, fear, that yeah. he was saying that to other people about me, just... That's class. Uh-huh. Really but honestly, mate, see, as a guy, you would, just morals. Everything about him yeah. was just morals. And if he caught anybody doing anything wrong, mate, you'd be pulled in straight. And I, I think that's that's gone as well now. That was gone. Pulled in straight. Mate, I remember, we, see, we'd lost a youth team game, Kenny. Right? I don't think we lost many, right? I think we maybe what, went two or three years without getting beat. Maybe beat once or twice here and there. See, when you got beat, mate, you're in that changing room for two hours. And he would rip, uh, he'd take the paint off of us, mate. Oh. See if he thought that anybody would ever turn up, no trying hard enough for Celtic, mate. He just he wouldn't accept it, mate. Yeah. And he'd be in your face. Yeah, I'm talking as a 17 year old kid, mate. He would be there in your face yeah. and he'd be telling you in non-certain terms that is not acceptable. Do you know we John Joyce? John Joyce, nah. Joyce yeah. I, mean, I, I probably do, mate. But He's my memory's like terrible. Most passionate guy ever, man. After in the changing room, after it, he wasn't wanting to leave. The, if you get beat, he wasn't wanting to leave the changing room until he was until he was finished. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, the gaffer would be like that. Um, Oh, it's all right, Sean. You know, calm down, calm down, mm-hmm. as if to try and be friends with the boys. Like, no, 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 calm down. You know uh, what I mean? Oh, mad. Uh, but just because he was passionate and he loved us, he's, yeah. he's probably one of my favourite. He was assistant manager, and um, and he was because he, he tells you the truth, mate. And he that's was, he's he a coach that, as a player. That's what you want for he a coach and a manager. It's somebody that'll yeah. tell you the truth. Probably one of the only guys that came to me and says, "Can you join me? All right? Mm. Are you honestly you join me? All right? Um, are you all right?" Only guy, you know, yeah, and, and that goes along with that. That, that, that means more to you than somebody you know, telling you about positions, and absolutely, it's getting that connect. I think a coach's job is, mate, is to connect with kids on a yeah. personal level. And once you've yeah. got that, mate, kids will do anything for you, absolutely, they'll run through brick walls for you. And that's what we do. And then I, I say that you go through, but on the flip side, mate, we would play. Um, he loved this wee game that he would play. It was uh, so the goal would be on the where the goal is, and then he would put it just behind the, the, the 18 yard thing, another goal would be there. And it was basically three v threes in the middle of the, in, in in the area of the box, mm-hmm. but on the outside, all the other boys would be standing, so the ball would never go to play. So yeah. if the ball ran out, you just stop it, yeah. and he, and it was, it was guys it. like McGeady, Michael Gardine, who were tremendous man. Mm-hmm. Like 
But Tommy used to say to us, see in these 3v3s, kick, kick Aiden, kick him. Because he needs to get used to it. He needs to get because when he goes and plays first team, you people will be booting him upside down. I want him to get did. kicked. Did. I want him to get right. kicked to see how he reacts. Because yeah. Aiden was a Aiden would Aiden would go me eh? if you yeah. kicked him. He would he would he would want to go and. Uh, so what what usually happened was somebody would smash Aiden. Aiden would would react, and before you knew it, everyone would be fighting me. Eh? There was always fights, and uh, Wally McStay would be uh, no 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 oh, no come on come on come on stop <laughs> trying to break up. And Tommy would be standing behind him doing that. Oh 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 oh! I actually want to stay fighting Brilliant. each other, mate. Because eh? you're preparing Aiden for exactly the, that for the off, first you know, team. You're preparing him for the first team, and that, that's class. It's yeah. Really really cool. By the way. Not promoting drink or anything like that, guys, but we're chilled. Size day off the day, you know, he's coming on. Uh, this, is my day um, this is my only day off the week. You know, in fact, I'm working the radio the night, mate, so. The only morning off of the week, and he's come in to talk to us, so we got a couple of beers out. Um, talking about youth and football, and we've got the beers out. Perfect, <laughs> Don't <mate>. do it. <laughs> um, so, youth and uh, the youth um, league and cup double. Yeah. How was that? Brilliant, mate. As I say, our group of players were honestly, Kenny, like, couldn't I grow up? No, just that, as I'm saying, I didn't even remember them as players, as guys. Aye. We were so tight. And I'm not talking two or three, mate. There was like 10, 11 of us every day after Solid. training. Every day after training, into the tune, the Maggio's, bike to eat, walk about the shops, mm-hmm. and train him to the digs or they'd go back to their families. See, that really happens. Now. That doesn't happen, mate. Really? Maybe we're still pals. Yeah. We've got a group chat, there's eight of us in it. Every year we meet yeah. up for a night out. This tells you everything about Celtic like at that time, but mm-hmm. William McStay came on a night out with us. Brilliant. And mate, it was so funny. We oh, ended up getting him steaming, right? And uh, his missus was phoning him, and he was t- acting like one of the boys. He was patching her phone calls and that. We were like, patch her, Wally, patch her. And he was like, he stood up, he was like, a red button in his missus. With the boys, and the boys are all cheering him. Amazing. And he came with that. We were doing Zoom calls in the in the lockdown. Me, Big Charlie McGrew, Aidan McGeady, Dean Richardson, Ryan Conroy, Jim O'Brien. Trying not to leave any of you. Tony McParland, guys like that. And Big Charlie was, uh, we've got a group chat, and Big Charlie was putting on the, the group that he texted Willie saying, can you come on the group chat Friday night? We're going to do a, a youth team Celtic themed um, Zoom chat. Mm-hmm. So we all, we, I think we all were, I think I dressed up as Willie with the glasses and his, his jacket that he used to wear. And Willie, he made a pure grand entrance with a full club suit, Celtic club suit on, glasses he used to wear. He used to wear oh, a yeah. Champions League hat that we used to slaughter him for me. Oh, and yeah. he sat for two hours with us getting steam in. In a group chat, it was Can't be what that. a laugh, mate. That's that. what I'm saying. Like yeah. that would be unheard of these days. I yeah. told, did you hear the story I told about Tommy Burns taking us up the Gangad to play, mate? No. We, we, so we, 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 all, we, we, I think we came into Barfield that day training again. This guy's the head of youth, mate. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, we were getting a day training, but no, 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 we're not training. Like get yourselves up the road. We're gonna we've got a big game, right? It'll be the biggest games of your career. Or, you're thinking, oh, I must be playing Rangers tonight or something. So we turn up at Celtic Park and he's like, right, jump on the minibus, we're going up to Gamgad. I'm like, what the fuck's a Gamgad? I'm like, I don't want to the fuck's a Gamgad? He's like, mate, the Gamgad's wild. Wild, mate, up Royston, full of Celtic fans. So we get up, we drive up to the up to the school, mate, and he's like, right, get changed in the school. I don't even think I had shin guards on, mate. So I was only, again, I was a couple years younger than the boys, so I was a wee bit yeah. intimidated, mate. Because yeah, Tommy Burns was opening this, this pitch, it was called the Budgie. Right. Mate, and I thought maybe a couple of hundred, but I'm not even exaggerating, mate. Thousands. The place is rammed, man. I think they close the streets. There's people hanging out the high flats, the tri cars. And I was thinking, oh my oh, man. God, man, what is this? How and then even we- I was 15, mate. And then even weirder, he starts getting changed. He starts putting a strip on. And I'm thinking, nah, he's not going to play here. So <laughs> Jim McAnally was the manager. Jim names the team Tommy Starton. 
<laughs> Tommy standing in the hole. Brilliant. Mate, see the full team. This is this is what was so good about it. the full team talk. Tommy took was about how we're going to get him on the ball. Brilliant. That was it. Was not about like I think I don't know if Aiden played that day. Who was outstanding? Big Charlie guys like that. Nothing to do with them. It was like get the ball on my feet and we'll be fine. So again, Brilliant. as I say, you had you had that fear on me, and uh, I was shite myself on the side. I think I was a sub because obviously I was a couple of years younger, and we're about. 20 minutes to go, Jim McInerney's added to me, like, you're going on, centre midfield. Mm-hmm. He's like, and he says, I'll give you a bit of advice, Ty. Pass the ball to Tam. Because if you don't, he'll crucify you, man. <laughs> so I got on, mate, and uh, ball rolls to me. Uh, and I passed it safe. And he done that to me. Fucking get your head up, look to pass forward. Next time the ball comes into me, mate, again, I lift my head and I see him. I actually catch eyes. And I just thought that pass could just... Somebody, I think he's going to cut that out if I try and play. So I played it back, mate, and he went, Hosa! He was like, what was it? He says, Hosa! He says, fucking pass the ball to my feet. And he went, you're playing like an old fucking man, passing the ball backwards and sideways, mate. Eight and up we were at the time. Brilliant. And do you know what I mean, mate? That's, that, that just tells you everything about the guy, mate. Mindset. Pass the ball forward into my feet. 56-year-old, mate, going off his nut. Mate, he was beetroot. I thought he was going to kill her. Brilliant. And I, I said it on the podcast as well. See, at that time when it went 8-0, they started to get a bit naughty because we uh-huh. started taking the piss and fucking the ball. But I'll never forget watching him, mate, at 56 because they were trying to smash us. He's running about trying to smash them back, mate. So Brilliant. after the game, we were like, um, can't wait to get out of here, man. This is wild. But he's, he's, I think they, were, they had time up on, on, his, on, on his shoulders on the pitch. He was loving it. And he's like, where are you going? We're getting ready to go up the road. He's like, we're going up to the boozer, the budgie. All walked up to a pub in the Gan Gad, mate. They're all singing Tommy Burns songs. We're all sitting getting a drink with them. I think we sat there till about 11 o'clock at night. Eh? That's what I'm talking about, your experience. That's, that's uh-huh. a lot of the experience people dream of. See the next Celtic day in tournament. Uh-huh. See the next day in tournament. All he spoke about was his performance. His performance. Right? <laughs> but just, a, just a great great upbringing, mate. And I still see like, I wouldn't be sitting here doing a pod, the podcast doing so well. And yeah. Out of life if it wasn't for him. Yeah. And all the guys like Charlie and their personality just screams Tommy Burns, mate. Eh? Just grounded you. That's you know? it. Taught you about life, mate. Brilliant. Best time in my life. Love that. And they get the guys that I played as well, as I say, I can't speak higher. And I'm so delighted that they've all done so well, mate. Because eh? mm-hmm. they deserve it. No knocked their pan and it's great to see guys. I think yeah, most people deserve it when they when they get to that level. I've, I've, I can't remember who I heard it was was it Sa- uh, Robbie Savage talking to you on the podcast? Yeah. And he was talking about People don't understand how good a level you need to be to oh. play football every day. See, 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 see when I hear Peter Slaughter like James Forrest and guys that have came through and played in the first team, then I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. See, it'd be, see, you go and play for Celtic or Rangers as a kid, every you need to be exceptional, well. mate. You need to be exceptional. Because this I've seen, I've seen top players you not know? being able to do it, mate. I don't think anyone does it. Yeah. You know how many top players did we, did we and you see growing up that, that didn't make it? Yeah. No Definitely, Kenny Marshall. Remember Kenny Marshall and stuff. Like Kenny that? Marshall, yeah, I do remember. Unbelievable. Yeah, you know. See James um, Forrest, mate, like, really frustrates me because he doesn't go about kissing badges and jumping about and trying to play up to fans. But see James Forrest, mate, he's got one of the strongest mindsets I've ever yeah. seen. In my What's life, he like as a boy? Great boy. Great boy. Quiet, mate. Quiet, but just got that inner belief in him. So eh? I remember. I mean, I actually, I roomed him the night before his debut. We were in America. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got U2's private jet. We're flying about U2's oh, private. That was the wow. season I'd been on loan at Swindon and I came back. And I remember James as a kid and I remember seeing him playing and thinking, I, I, he's got something, man. He was just so direct. He was so quick. And uh, when I came back for Swindon, the boys are like, wait till you see Forrest now, mate. He's flying. He's flying. So we, we got to America and his debut, we were playing Man United the next day. And uh, Lenny told James he was starting. And the night before, I was like, mate, this is your chance, man. I was like, see, Lenny... He, 
he'll get it's either good enough, mate, he'll play him, man. Mm-hmm. And he'll love he loves wide players like he loves Jamesy. And Jamesy's like, I'm I'll be up against O'Shea tomorrow. And I was like, mate, you you'll have O'Shea on toast, man. He's like, yeah, ain't it? See that game, mate? He absolutely terrorised John O'Shea, man. Oh, yeah. Never forget sitting watching for the side. He just wanted the ball at the time. He was just so direct. And that was the making of James Forrest, mate. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take the credit for James Forrest. Good wee player. You take the credit. <laughs> no, for I mean, didn't say good wee player. Exceptional player, yeah, honestly. He is, good he is good. I'm not... Um, it's. Uh, I know the feeling to be very, very quick. You know, I was I was as quick as him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> people don't... It's hard mm. to get you... To keep control of the ball when you're running so fast. Yeah. I don't know how some of the top players do it. Mbappe yeah. and Cristiano Ronaldo and stuff like that. It's unbelievable. Yeah. You can't even. I can't even fathom how how, how good these guys must be. Mm. So when uh, James is running into trouble, he's. I think he's received a lot of stick. Yeah. Recently, I think Christie's getting a lot of stick now as well. I think he's a good player. I like Christie. Uh, I like Christie. Huh? Christie's got the personality. I like player. He always know, wants the ball, no matter how he's playing. I like that. We're at an age now where sticks, sticks, everything. Now sticks your best friend, doesn't it? You just get slaughtered. Anything you do, <sighs> score ten goals, you get slaughtered for yeah. no for no scoring them quick enough. You know what I mean? Um, so same for Celtic. Um, reserves, as you say, because you were saying like you didn't, you were basically saying, "Oh, I didn't play for Celtic." Stuff yeah. like that. It was more. So, your mindset from winning the the cup, uh, the league and cup double, yeah. right? Then you go on to play for Celtic. You are ninety percent of the way to a boy's dream. You know, mm. my dream is to play for Rangers when I was young. Your dream is to play for Celtic. You collect on the magazines. You get all the players. You stick them up in your walls. You're loving it. I collect a different kind of magazines, but I... <laughs> oh, brilliant! Um, so you are. How, how how do you differentiate from being the, the the little fan to then as you as you're, you're training with Petrov? Nah, like that's that's incredible. I was never like that, mate. I was always. Uh, I loved hanging about the first team players. Never, right. I was never in awe. I loved it because uh-huh. that they, that first team at the time were brilliant, mate. You couldn't uh, again. People would see it as. I'm being horrible to you, but it wasn't it. It was, it was, uh, it was an education. They were getting an yeah, education, yeah. but I loved, I loved the way they were with us young. But they would slaughter us, mate. They would slaughter. I never forget one of my first days and one of my best mates, Paul McGowan, who I loved to bits. I played against him last night for Dundee. Mm. I actually bossed him. I'm going to get that on camera. Um, I never actually. Sorry, he's, Paul. He's, he's brilliant. But uh, we were cleaning the boots, mate. And uh, Big Sutton or Big Sutton was you used to need to walk through the back the kit room and then you'd walk back, back past the bit that you were getting we were cleaning the boots. Uh, yeah, yeah, and then you walk through the dressing room. Big Sutton was usually half asleep. He lived on a farm in East Cobride, so he always used to come in, his trousers were bogging. I think he'd been out like feeding the chickens and stuff like that. So he was always quite tired, I think he'd been up quite early. And he's walking by the boot room and he kinda has a second glance in at me and Gowser and he opens the door and he's like, Tomo to Alan Thompson, Tomo, come and see how ugly these two kids are. <laughs> <laughs> and Tom will pop his head. He went, oh, Cy and Gowser. Oh, he says, oh, they're fucking so ugly, aren't they? I think he used to call Gowser Bobby Charlton for some reason. Oh, but, uh, brilliant. But they were brilliant, man. See, when they were like that, where you thought, you, you, you could tell they'd done it because they liked you. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And Lenny was, Lenny with me was ruthless, mate. Because like, wow. I played his position and stuff like that, he would be ruthless for us. But then again, he had that side to him where after it, he'd put, you'd be cleaning his boots and you'd think, oh, Lenny hates me, man. Because he'd just slaughtered and training the full day. And he'd, pull, he'd put his arm in you. Ah, what were you thinking that, in that? That scenario of the day when you got the ball there and you done that, he's like, ah, "You're better than that standard. You're sloppy. You were sloppy mm-hmm. today. You're better than that." And again, I think that's gone for the game. Eh? First team players, Constant older players, education and education. You take their time, mate. Mm-hmm. Take take their time uh, to help you and, and get better. Guys like Paul Lambert, Chris Sutton, Alan Thompson, Petrov, Petrov, mate. People didn't see how much a winner Petrov was, mate. Yeah, Petrov was ruthless. 
Honestly, like, he would moan, like, you wouldn't, like, see when you see Petrov play, you would never think he'd be like that. Yeah. Every single one of them were such winners, mate. Training and like you say, that's why being a good youth player is fine. Is he making that, that step for they're all right in the reserves to then going and dating that that first team and that calibre of player, mate, that, that was too much for me. Mm -hmm. They were uh, they were too good. And then you think you're getting somewhere, you're getting close, I think Petrov left. You're on the bench, Gordon Stratton, I think I signed a four-year deal at 17, mate, and training was training with the first team every day, and then... It's a big investment in a, little, in a yeah, young boy. Yeah, a young boy, and then you think I'm getting somewhere and they're going to say Roy Keane yeah. in my position, and you're, and you're, and you're <laughs> fucked, mate, because <laughs> talk about a football player, mate. Ah, he was fantastic, wow. wasn't he? Again. Any stories about Roy? Roy Keane, uh, just we'd be up the gym, mate. Then, uh, mate, I actually was top man, and we were up the gym, me again, all the young boys getting a laugh and a joke. And Roy Keane would come and sit with the young boys, then he'd come and sit and tell you stories about Man United. And you should see it. I've you never don't get that much now. No, nah, I've, never, I've never seen anybody do pull ups like him, mate. Pull ups, good pull ups. Oh, my How God. How many? I think Larson had the record for the lowest body fat, and Keane beat it. Right. Oh, mate, he could sit and bang them out all day. He was an absolute unit. But, uh, nah, he's a top man, Roy Keane, really. But just ruthless, mate. Like seeing yeah. training, if you if you weren't doing it, he would be on. Like anything you done was was not up to his standard. Eh? Yeah, I think you need that. You need that in training. Yeah, of keep course the you engine do. going. That's what that man on your team had. See all yeah. this coaching and all. They never never done coaching and shape, yeah. but they were winners, mate. They so got John, to John final. Hartson, when he was on uh, last, he spoke very highly of Martin O'Neill. Yeah, very very highly of Martin. Martin O'Neill was scary, mate. What did you think of him? I was taught me. I was. Uh, I don't. I trained with the first team under Martin O'Neill, so I never really got. But us young lads were shit scared of me. But you can see the first team players were as well. Everyone you had a pure aura about him, like a proper aura. He wouldn't really be around much. Right. Monday to Thursday, and he would turn up on a Friday, and because we used to have the ball boy for the first team back then. So see if you were injured, you would the ball juice. boy. But just what? Mate, see watching it, it was like, wow, mm -hmm. like the so standard we, man. Were you in digs then? I was in digs, and then when I got my, I got that deal at seventeen for a, a four-year deal. I went and bought me in flat at eighteen. Nice. I moved in with Michael Garvey. Thinking you're the man. Oh, thinking I was a dog's bollocks. Thinking you're the dog's bollocks. Top four and Hamilton. Tour the Hamilton racecourse. Down to Carbon every day. Carbon every Tuesday, every Saturday. <laughs> But Tuesday nights, by the way. How good carving that Tuesday night? Oh, my Mate, God. We had a dream. Seeing the reserves, we had a dream, right? And this would never happen again these days. I don't know if this was planned with Kenny McDowell because he loved the weekends. Mm -hmm. Kenny McDowell's a great reserve manager as well. Again, we'd tell you Kenny's exactly great, like yeah. it is. We would, uh, we would, so our, our, our weekly routine was Monday, you would do a light session because you would play on a Tuesday in the reserves. Mm -hmm. So you play Tuesday during the day at 12 o'clock, mate. So we'd be playing at Airdrie at 12. Mm -hmm. You'd finish your game for three. Straight into the turn because you were off Wednesday because you played Tuesday. Straight into the turn for about five. Everyone would go home, get showered in the turn, something to eat, drinks, out at night, carbon. Love it. Wednesday off. Thursday, Friday would be tough. Yep. And he'd give you the weekend off, mate. So it'd be cushion Friday, carbon Saturday. Phenomenal. So that'd be three nights a week Phenomenal. you'd be out, mate. I tell you if, if you, if you just don't know, carbon, it's a club in the town, right? It's now called liquor. I don't know, I've not been for ages. Or rumour, I think it's called. Right. Um, and you walked in to Carbon, right? You walked into Carbon on a Tuesday or Saturday night. You went in the back room. It was just all the SPL, wasn't it? Uh -huh. <laughs> it really SPL. was. Uh -huh. it, it just was. Everyone, Boydie kicking about, McGregor kicking about, everyone. See right. Rangers players all mingling together, having a laugh. It was it was pretty something. Even back in the days, mate, the first team would go Maybe out. Maybe like you wrong, but... <laughs> I don't know, mate. I think the standard was better. I do, actually. I think the standard was better. They, they, boys, they boys would take Champions League games on Tuesdays, oh, mate. No, They'd right. be in Carbon on on a oh, Saturday right. no you're absolutely right to be fair and uh, oh, they were great days man absolutely great days and, now it's uh, just totally different man 
can't go. You can't take a piss in a park without getting parked. I know. And you know I think the boys are in mis- every day now. Eh? Aye. But like that schedule that we had were a joke. See, you get the weekend off, Kenny McDowell, again, it was pure character, man. Like you were training a Friday morning and he knew I hated it. See, because I was small and uh-huh. fat. Yeah. Used to do rowing. So you need to do 300 metres in a minute. 600 metres in 2 minutes 15 and then 1200 metres in 5 minutes brutal brutal mate hated it he knew I hated it that's the reason he'd done it see when I was injured and I wasn't there he would cancel it (laughs) brilliant and all he would talk about I couldn't even enjoy training on a Friday was a game Friday was game so it was young v old I couldn't even enjoy it mate for thinking about the run in the afternoon you'd be on the road mate right and Kenny would be sit right next to you with a a, a watch in his hand and his his pad and he'd whisper in my ear, you're not making this. You're not making this. You're going to need to do it again. Because you know, if you never made the time, you had to do it again. Yeah. For a minute, mate, all I had was his sweaty face in my ear telling me I'm not going to make it. <laughs> I was like that, mate. To, just to get my weekend off. But um, again, just character, mate. Just trying to build your character. Uh, but, it's um, weird that because you're getting the weekend off thinking about the boozer. I know, you know that's I mean? it. And the mad times. Um, so, remember we were talking about before this, about the loan. So you, you go and launch yeah. Swindon, right? So we were talking about... Um, do you think it's a better way to develop yourself going on loan than staying in the Celtic or Rangers machine? Because we know what it's like. Hundred percent. You know, see the Celtic and Rangers machine. I don't agree with that. Eh? And see, that's you, what we were saying before. Eh? Yeah. If you get a chance to go to Celtic and Rangers, mate, you go, man. Yeah. As I say, it was the best days. I don't know what it's like. It's hard for me to comment now, mate, yeah. because I don't see what goes on in so there. What we were saying was youngsters. If you're watching this, so a lot of youngsters these days will avoid going to Rangers and Celtic youth systems, or if they're getting signed for Celtic, um, make it, we're signing a 17, 18, 19, 20-year-old, they'll go <clears throat> play first-team football somewhere else because they don't want to get um, swallowed up in the Celtic Rangers machine kind of thing, but you don't agree with that. So but For me, that's a weak mentality. Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. Well, because see if you think you're Some good, see if you think you're good enough, mate. Move as well, but I don't agree. I'm, on, I'm on the fence with it. I don't know, so that's why I was wanting to ask you. I think the people that go to other teams, there's a reason why, and that's probably why they'll not play for Celtic and Rangers. They just don't think they're good enough. They've not got the mentality. Yeah. And yeah Whereas guys, like as I, I hate mentioning other things to you, McGiddy, mate. Yeah. Like, he, I've never seen a, he liked a, a kid with so much. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't matter, mate, because uh, he trained like an animal. Brilliant. And see, his mindset mm-hmm. of being the best. See, if you think you're the best, mate, go to Celtic and Rangers. Because see, if you are good enough, you'll make it, and you'll have the best yeah. life in the world. Yeah. I, I've seen it, mate. See, yeah. see, when you go to Celtic and Rangers and you make it, it is the best life in the world. Yeah. Well, the way well, you're treated, the way you're looked after. I, I could never, I say, to, I used to coach your kids at Celtic. This is 11 year old, mate, I'm saying to kids, mm-hmm. do everything you can to stay here. Because yeah. it's the best life. Yeah. You didn't want to go and play for other teams. Mm-hmm. Why? Why would you? Love it. Love it. Why would you when you can play here? Yeah. You can have the best life in the world. You could be a hero to people in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. Millionaire living a big house, play for Celtic. The best or Rangers, best life in the world. Yeah, back your Celtic going there. Two huge clubs, two of the biggest clubs. In the and world if you see, we didn't make it there, then you can go to another team. Yeah. So why not yeah. back your Celtic going there? Yeah. I agree with that. I absolutely agree with that. I was, I, I got a wee bit scared at one point. Not, not that I would ever made it <coughs> at that level, but um, I remember John Fleck. And I played against John Fleck. Yeah. Right? He was, he was one of the best players I've ever, Fleck, was I've top, ever seen. Uh, Unbelievable. And then. We didn't know the ins and outs of what happened at, at Rangers, but when he didn't make it, I was like, oh my God, yeah. no chance. Because that boy was unbelievable. Uh-huh. And that's what I kind of, I think at that time, put players off to think, oh, you go to Rangers, you're never going to make it. Or you go to Celtic, you're never going to play for the first team, so don't even think about it. And that's what I think we need to change now. We need to change that mentality back, do you yeah. think? I think the reason Flecky never made it for was at that time, I think when you think uh, Martin Neal's team, team. And 
and uh, like people didn't realise how good day players were. You know, they say that like, in Rangers teams at that time. I mean, yeah. what Flecky was trying to get ahead of Barry Ferguson. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe now he could do it, but no, yeah. it's 17 and 18, and that's when people are expecting Flecky to go and play for the first team. Yeah. And I he would have been in the team now for sure. Now he would, 100%, yeah, 100. But I'm saying at the time, you, it's strange, mate, because when when you are hyped up, like, I was hyped up a wee bit as a kid. And you get to the age of year 18 and you're thinking, I should be playing in the first team here. I don't know why you think that and you believe that and people tell you, you should be playing the first team. You should, but you should see that, you shouldn't. Right. You're not ready. Mm-hmm. These guys are top, top players. Yeah. I remember going like, the boys would say to you, oh, you're fine, you should go and speak to the manager. And you would go and say, ask the manager why you're not playing. And they get, imagine, ah, what are you talking about? You're miles <laughs> off it. What do you mean? People are just you floating on there. <laughs> because you're playing well on the youth team and... <laughs> Miles off it. I yeah. remember going to Saturday had a meeting and a reporter asked him why Simon Ferry. I, fucking, my heart sunk when I heard the reporter ask him. The next day we had a meeting about the cheeky reporter asking why he's like, you, you, why you should be playing for, for this team? And I was like, I never fucking asked you. It was a reporter that asked you, but um, no. Again, I always liked Flecky as a player, but. People didn't realise the standard that say like in Rangers at that time. It yeah. was ridiculous, mate. Honestly, it was rid- honestly seeing training, mate. You wouldn't get a touch of the ball. Eh? Yeah, I can remember going through training. I didn't get a touch of the ball today. Mm-hmm. We're that good, honestly, mate. So, but now you're right, like Flecky now, and that's what I love about Flecky. Oh, he's that's why back, he's made it to the top. That's why he went to Rangers as a kid because yeah. he backed I'd himself. I'd love to get Flecky on, by the way. Flecky, if you want to come on, side putting a word for us. I'd love to get him on my <laughs> first. So come on, my first. Then you can be his. Uh, that's why he's done it because yeah. he backed himself to go and be good enough to play for Rangers. And, he is, and that yeah, mentality he is, is what took to Great person. Yeah. He is a bit of me of the company going to a dark place and then coming right back, you know, and he's smashing it now. Oh, I wouldn't see that about dark place. Like people say to me, was it a dark place? My mates were on a building site earning 50 quid a week, mate. I was earning ah, yeah, 350 no, no, no. quid a week, yeah, going yeah. out to carbon for nights yeah. a week. I, 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 loved, I was loving life, mate. Even with my ankle injury, like, I didn't even believe in God, mate, right? But I used to lie in bed and pray at night, praying that my ankle would get better. Because it was getting to the stage, I think I'd had three operations and it was still fucked. Mm. And I uh, used to sit and think, wow, this is horrible. Yeah. But then the next day I'd get up and I'd be with 20 of my mates up at Barrowfield, then I laugh. So it was forgotten about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Of course, in anything, there's there's doubts and worries, but I was trying to see the, the good side of things, mate. Yeah. I'm fucking 17, a very 18 strong year old. mindset like that, so you have even when I was talking before. But then you've seen it or that is not is not is not meaning that thousands of others or kids won't be like that. You know, they might really get impacted. Yeah. Depression, anxiety, fear, yeah. barriers, you know, blocks and barriers and coaching, stuff like that. And they might not have recovered again. Flex recovered. Which is phenomenal. Many kids. How many kids do we know that don't get going into the first team? Who don't who, who end up They're playing, for them, playing yeah. amateur football with their mates? Scary. Thousands. Yeah. Very very scary. And and they don't thing, have what you've yeah. got. They did, or they didn't have that mindset to go. No, no, I want this. I am good enough. Yeah. You know, Celtic didn't want me. Or Rangers didn't want me. That's okay. We go again. We go again. But then but I wonder. I w- though, but then I wonder though if if we've got that because of the way we were brought through, and is that still happening? And that's what I don't know. Yeah. So it's hard for me to comment. I don't know if they're still getting treated the way we got treated because yeah. I think that's why we have all got quite a strong yeah. mindset because everyone from my absolutely, age absolutely went on to have careers yeah. good careers you know either playing in the SPL championship or uh, the leagues down south yeah. I, I, don't, I, always, I always wonder that is that because of our own mindset or is it because of the way we were brought up for guys like Tommy and Jim yeah. McAnally and from who I've talked to it's just not the same anymore nah. it's not got that level of personal um, grounding as such and then and, um, 
and the moral aspect. It's all a lot of a lot of stuff's online now. You know yeah. I mean? A lot of stuff's through text. That's you know great. I mean? some, that some players me are there. talking to me saying that they receive a text that they're not playing. Was it yeah, someone in your show as well? Received uh was it Andy Halliday? I never listened. I never listened to a word to anyone that comes on my show. Says <laughs> I, me, I, I think he, I think he, he said something about he received a, a text that he wasn't playing. Someone did. They received uh-huh. a text that they when they start no even a. To be fair, Andy Halliday should have should have expected that he wasn't playing anyway. Never played a lot, did he? He'll <laughs> <laughs> kill me for it. <laughs> hey, he didn't share my flip the mindset post, Andy, so you deserve that. Oh, man. he doesn't share any. Ah, no. Brutal. Brutal, man. He's all, all about himself. Bru- <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so, talk to me about Swindon. Loan to Swindon. What's going on? What's going through your head? Your Billy Big Boys down there or what? Do you know what? I'll tell you what was going through my head. So, we went to Australia pre-season with Tony Mowbray. I just came back. I was kind of just as I got my ankle fixed. Mm-hmm. We went to pre-season with Tony Murray, that's right. So I went to Australia, mate. And I managed to wrangle my way on the... Mate, we were going there for like... It was a six-day trip, but we were only playing one game. Right. So it was first class. Mm-hmm. Flight to Dubai Phenomenal. and flight to Australia. Do like King. Mate, to make things even better, I got sat next to Paddy McCourt. Wow. So for four... for I think it took us about two days to get there, mate. We just sat and ate and drank and what a time we had, what a laugh. And then, i never forget, mate, and, and Tony Mowbray probably, again... I never had that personal connection with him, but I was fucking about in the pre-season game before the game, trying to get a laugh at everyone, and uh, he actually pulled me before the game, eh? and he's like, he's like, what's up with you? And I was like, what? And he's like, do you not take football serious? <laughs> he's like, you're a young kid, I'm taking you away with the first team, and you're basically just fucking about. Wow. And I was like, like nobody never really, because Tommy died, mate, see after Tommy died, like, yeah. I probably went back to Carrying on too much. Yeah, he was always the one that would loved me covering a carry on, but then he would pull us and be like, "Stop that! Yeah, stop acting like a clown all the time." Mm-hmm. And uh, and then t- that day, Tony Mowbray pulled me before the game, and he's like, "This is not what football's like." He's like, "You need to, you need to grow up." Yeah. And uh, next, got back to Australia, pulled me in the office, him and Matt Venus, and like, "You need to learn what what life's proper life and proper football is all about. You're going on loan to Swindon." Mm-hmm. He's like, "You're going tomorrow." And I was like, what? I had a flat. So it was just basically, you're going. You're going. You you're need to let it uh, swindon. And I was like, right, fuck it, man. Let's go. It's a daddy decision, isn't it? So like, no, that is it. You're doing it. Go. You're doing it. Get educated. You need it. You know? Yeah. She's I think you're a good player in that, but your head's all over the place, man. And then the sentence didn't have a place where it was full of lunatics, so it's probably <laughs> the last thing I need. But he didn't do the research there. <laughs> do you know what? He did, because see, the two coaches that I went to, a guy called Peter Shirtlift, who was... I think it was Peter Grant or Mark Venus's good pal and Danny Wilson, mate, who was my first real... I'd call him my first first-team manager. Hero. Absolute Aye. hero. Same, similar height to me, centre midfielder. We know an Irish guy. Played under Brian Clough. Right. And uh, mate, I knew Swindon was going to work straight away. Honestly. You just had a good feeling. I don't know what happened, right? So me and Ben Hutchinson drove down. Went to State Hotel. Mate, the first day in training... I was on fire, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. Just one of the things that just clicked me. I was like getting the ball popping it about. This is this all sounds strange. That day I went and got my haircut. It was the best haircut I ever had. <laughs> I know that's strange, mate, right? You know, I was that, like, nobody's ever cut my hair like that. That's mindset. That is that. And you are the zone, man. good energy, man. You are getting good energy. That's what I was good energy, mate. You're and I was flying. like Yes. You go put on a lottery ticket, you win it, you know what I mean? That kind of energy. So I had the I had the I did the training session, I had the haircut, and then Billy Painter, who's a hero, mate. Uh, that was the first day he'd met me, right? And he was a scouser for Liverpool. He was bonkers. Well, bonkers, mate. He had two kids, but he would hang about with the boys all the time. Class. 
phoned me up. He's like, ah, we're going for a pub quiz in the Tony Hill tonight. You're coming. Mm-hmm. Thursday night, mate. Bear in mind, like, my debut's on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, well, here, a couple of pints and that'll be it. So we're in a, a quiz at the Tony Hill on a Thursday, mate. And, uh, you know, a couple of pints. And then before you know it, mate, you look at your clock and it's fucking half one in the morning. Yeah. You've had about six or seven pints. And you're thinking, fuck me, man. I've never played. It's my first first team game, yeah. mate. So Friday... Again, mate, woke up Friday, went and trained, was brilliant. Danny Wilson pulled us, he's like, ah, listen, uh, Peter and, um, sorry, Mark Venus and Peter Grant told us that you're a good player. He says, but these two days, like, he says, I wasn't going to play you because you're a young kid, you've never played before, but I was going to play you on the bench. He yep. says, but the last two days, like, it's a no-brainer, man, I've got to play you. <laughs> you're like, oh, fuck. I was like, ah, <laughs> wow. So I, think I slept that night, man. I never slept, shite myself. Just went out, mate, and Played next to a hero, Jonathan Douglas. Guy had 12 caps for Ireland. What a player. He was a warrior. Just talked us through the full game, mate. He fucking talked us through the game. someone does that. He was like, he was like, to me, if you get the ball and you're in trouble, pass the ball to me, I'll deal with it. Yeah. Mate, strolled it, man. Absolutely strolled it. South End, League One. Tano, he goes up, man of the match, Cy Ferry. Brilliant. See for there, mate. Best year, best year of my life. Brilliant. In fact, do you know what was a big point in that, 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 that year for me, and again, it's Danny Wilson. Again, it's a guy who's a connector. My first two games went brilliant, mate. Man of the match, the first, I think we won the first game, we won the second game, I played really well. The third game, mate, we play Walsh all the way, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like that, the boys like that. And I'm trying to get it down, and they pass and a bang, smash, take it off us. Coming at half time, thinking I've not done great, not done enough to get hooked here, and he slaughtered me, man slaughtered us and the older boy slaughtered us as well he's like listen you're not a kid anymore mm-hmm. so see the first two games I'm, I'm thinking I could ride a wave on the first two games I've yeah. got I've got another four or five games no matter how I play because of the first two games yeah. but, uh, you're coming off at half time he says see if you want to play down here you're going to need to change you need to be you need to be a man now like, it's not oh, about yeah. just getting it done and, and you, you, you need to adapt the highs and lows of the game the highs, mate, and I was demoralised yeah. honestly half time I was like Stupid things, mate. Like your pals are slotting you in the group chat. Yeah, of came up. You've been hooked at half time, and then Gordon Greer pulled us aside. Love Gordon Greer as well. Still speak to him this day. Mm-hmm. And he's like, ah, "See all that stuff the manager was saying to you? Forget it, man." And I was like, ah, "What?" He's like, ah, "See how you play. That's what's got you to this stage. Yeah, fucking play how you play. Yeah. And see, since then, mate, I've never kicked the ball long. No, yeah. Never kicked the ball long, mate. Because no, yeah. that's not my game, mate. Yeah. Get the ball doing five yard pass to try and keep the ball. I think that identity is important. Because I'd have been floored, mate. See, and again, it's gone for the game. An yeah. older guy seeing that I was demoralised, mate, came on the bus, put his arm in, he's like, ah, forget all that, man. Mm-hmm. He says, go out. See, see if you're not going to make it, do it, play in your way. What see you if do? you're not playing in the game next year. Because you've tried. He says, what happens if you come to the end of this year and all you've done is kick the ball yeah. and you've done shite yeah. and you look back and think, I should have just done it. Yeah. So see, after that, mate, and that, that wake-up call for the manager won. Because I probably did have to change a wee bit in terms of being a bit, a bit tougher, but working a bit harder. Yeah. But then Gordy's wee bit of advice of done a change for anybody. And that season, to be honest, I think I played every single game that year. We got to the playoff final. And then, uh, they wee fine lines in football, mate. If we win that game, my career could be totally different. You're in the championship then. Would have been totally different. Yeah, You're in the English. Sure. Charlie Austin goes through. He was unbelievable that yeah. year. Because you were flying. His debut, mate, I'll never forget it. He came on on trial. Do you know Charlie? plays with yeah, Southampton. Yeah, yeah. Boots for about two sizes, too big for him, mate. He's like, he's a one-off Charlie, mate. Right. And see, when you talk about confidence and mindset, he came for pool town, mate, and he was like, ah. first day he walked into, he's like, ah, I'm the man. I'm going to be the fucking man here. Brilliant. Wouldn't have passed the ball. See a trial, mate, everyone's trying to just play safe. Just wanted to shoot all the time, mate. Brilliant. 
before his debut, we were like, Adam, you're shiting yourself. Imagine if you'd have, you have a beastie that you done. Mm-hmm. Mate, we're trying, we're, we're pure winding him up. He's pure. <sighs> Went out, scored, bashing people about. Brilliant. And again, see Charlie Austin, mate. Ability-wise, ability-wise, played with loads better. Eh? Yeah. See, for a game, mindset, wow. <clears throat> scored a lot of important goals. Just backs <clears throat> himself all the time, mate. So when he, he goes out on that pitch, you know he's thinking I'm scoring today. Uh-huh. And see, you get that, mate. That's what the top players say. That was my mindset. I was never the best technically, but when that first whistle went, I'm scoring. Yeah, I'm scoring too. Yeah, so what the fuck happened to you? I'm scoring. I know. (laughs) (laughs) 27 goals that year. Did you, mate? For who? 23 for Annan. Did you, right? Seven in all competitions. Smashed it. That's when all the teams came in. Right. To Fairman, Morton, Carlisle, and all that were in, and I rejected a four year deal for Jim Duffy. Four years? Who went nuts. Yeah, they offered me four year deals. They've seen that potential. They basically Where was that? Like, Sorry, Morton. Morton. So they right. were basically like Neil McCann offered me a three and a half year deal. Yeah, him, him and him and another guy. Oh, Dunfermline, right? Can't remember the manager. So they'd seen something in me, and they were like, "Kenny, if you fix this area of your game, you get technically better. Get a wee bit better holding the ball up, and you get your touch better." Because they didn't know I took two. I took two years at football and football, and I didn't kick a ball. Right. After one of my injuries, and I could never get it back after that. Just nah, couldn't, it's get tough it, me, I couldn't huh? get it back. And he, he says, "If you fix that." He literally said to me, who was this? Was it John McMaster? Hey, remember John McMaster's old um, yeah, played in Aberdeen for the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cup. He says, you'll be top class if you fix that, yeah. if you get it. Um, and then I said no to both and signed for Annan again because Jim, Jim was in my year. I was young. Jim was in my year. Jim Chapman, you're not good enough yet. You're not good enough to do it yet, you know. You've got this and that. You've got this to work on. Stay with us, score 40 goals next year. Because supposedly your McDowell for Rangers and that were in watching yeah, That's us. what I was saying. We say, like, Rangers, so why did you not take that chance? <laughs> exactly. And that's why I'm asking you that question. And that's why it's flipped the mindset. Yeah. My mindset wasn't flipped then. Nowadays, I'm off. Uh-huh. I'm straight to Dunfermline. 100%. I'm, I'm playing well in the Carlisle game when they were going to sign me, you yeah. know, and say they're crapping myself with anxiety. And that's a big thing where I think a lot of footballers these days struggle with. So you're talking, if I'd signed that deal, with look, if I sign that deal with Morton or Dunfermline um, or any of the other clubs that were in um, and then my knee does go I'm getting top care I'm getting yeah. looked after you need to think about not, all that sort of stuff left yeah. in the heat because I was left in the heat and that's what I wanted to ask you <clears throat> I, I was depressed I was suicidal right, right. my brother died you know so my brother died sorry just before my career ended so four operations you know I'm sitting what the fuck I had a football career that was going so it was going well you yeah. know I should have been playing in League One or whatever I knew I wasn't the most talented player but I knew I was fast and I knew I could score mm. I don't care what game I, who I was playing I knew I could score um, and I'm sitting there like what do I do now yeah. you know and I'm gone so and it took me everything to recover for, for them injuries I'm yeah. telling you I went I was so bad I was suicidal I couldn't couldn't watch match of the days I'm saying um, couldn't even watch it couldn't even watch football my mates are all playing you know teams move on don't they yeah. you're left in the shit oh of course they do mate I forget I was, about you I want to say you the higher level you go as well with, um, with a few of the teams that you were at when you get injured did you feel that you were left in the shit heap as well see it's windy mate I, never, I was never injured eh I mean uh, sorry I mean at uh, Portsmouth nah mate nah, nah to be fair I can't speak highly enough uh, Portsmouth are brilliant with me man see that's different level yeah. see for me it was just basically get someone in thingy them right a phone call every couple of weeks I was actually getting chappy as we talk about Jim Chapman <coughs> he was actually t- for a while saying it's on your head it's on your head oh, that's on your, your knees are on your head you used to say that about my ankle yeah. as well mate. the pain you've got to know it's on your head I hate that Scottish uh-huh. mentality it's, it's, uh-huh. it's, I don't think that happened anymore 
I think that side I would uh, hope not yeah. yeah I think that side of things just came on massive I know I used to get this on your head how aye, the fuck's so it me my ankle's killing us man aye. so I'm sitting in a ferry for Dunan right and then I'm travelling up to Hamilton I think it was we met Cam was lying McDonald's and my knee's louting right so before I get in the car to go to Annan it's, it's an hour and ten minutes drive yeah, I drive man um, and uh, so my knees are guffed right they are throbbing they're, they're constantly done because we're playing in the Astro Tough I'm taking Kokodamol I'm taking four ibuprofen, four, I'm not even supposed to take four, I'm putting Volterol gel on my knee and paracetamol just to get to training, not paracetamol, sorry, the Codemol, just to get to training, uh-huh. just to get in that car and be able to sit in this bent position. And the motorway and the way back for games, he's having to stop in the motorway and let me walk the hard shoulder so a bit so my fluid could go. Yeah. And then he's saying it's on my head. So I'm constantly playing and that's what we were talking, um, talking before this, getting you on, saying... Did you ever have that constant pressure to play like you're on your heat stuff? It's when I did, mate. Hey. It's very hard. I had, we, we were in the playoffs. My back's my back's still fucked now. Uh, I was I was taking like epidurals not to play. Yeah, yeah, um, I was cortisones as uh, well. Yeah, which I probably shouldn't have made, which is stupid. For sure. Because you ultimately, mate, see if you're taking epidurals, not you're there's still something wrong with you. Yeah. And that killed yes. me. I, see, when I left Swindon, like, I, that's what killed me. I played with that back injury and I played me right wing and I should have just not played me. Because yeah. see, I, the, the games were on telly, mate, and I could barely move playing right wing. And teams that I'd spoke to two or three months earlier who were interested in taking us, like Lee Clark, I interviewed him and he said he was going to take me to Birmingham in the Championship. Yeah. Spoke to MK Dons, Carl Robinson. Then the two games went out on telly, mate. I was playing my fuck back right mid. No, mate, I hate people that make excuses, mate. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I wasn't good enough to go and play at that level. But I look back now and think, fucking shouldn't I play now? Yeah. Like, why am I then swindling a favour? Yeah. They'd be quick enough to just, just get rid of me. Yeah. If I wasn't playing well, they wouldn't even give me a back, they wouldn't even give me an epidural, they would leave us. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I see football, mate, you need to be selfish, yeah? I, look, I wish I was a wee bit more selfish. Yeah, I wasn't as well. I wasn't yeah. selfish. I think two games I remember, um, I broke away. <clears throat> I was coming back from the long-term injury and in the changing room, Chabby actually pulled me up in front of everyone. Gaffer's pulled me up <clears throat> and he says, you don't want it enough, howling and bawling at me, you don't want it enough, you need to show all these boys in this dressing room that you want to play here, that you want to play for the club, thinking I'm faking my knees, you know what I mean, That's, it's mental now, yeah. you think about it, he must be sitting there, and I know he's probably sitting there going, sorry son, Yeah. thinking, so I'm taping my legs up mate, I'm putting so much tape on, people are going, let's check his tape in the knees, um, 1-0 up, I put his 1-0 up, and after I scored that goal, oh my God man, I was in so much pain, pain huh? and I'm hobbling the rest of the game, and I'm playing, everyone's going, he's brilliant, and all that stuff, and then I'm saying, you know, I was getting raved with. And then, um, so I played that, and then there was a game, can't remember who we were playing, but Matty, you know I'm close with Matty Flynn, Matty I love Flynn, Matty Flynn, not got a higher word, he was always there for me, always there for me, Anne. and he's been through a rough time himself, you know, and um, I scored a similar type of goal, it was against Clyde, right? Uh, I think, no, someone free each anyway, and I've ran in, and I've I've, um, I've kicked it, on left foot, bottom, box, bottom corner, and after it, I've ran into the billboard and I've tried to stop and that's tough. My knees went, so I tell you, went, it's popped. I know it, it's gone. Yeah. And I turn to Matt and go, my, my knees, I turn to Matty and go, my, my knees gone. I'm gone. And he, he, he's not really knowing what to say because I'm not rolling about. I was good at taking the pain. I was used to it. Yeah. You know, it was scorching. He just goes, can you play on? If you can't play on, just try, blah, blah, blah. If not, go off. And I remember that. Because I played the rest of the game and then I get taken off maybe in the last five minutes. Nice, so I'm, right. I'm playing on no knee. Yeah. And then, Two months later, I'm in for to get my I'm in for my my third operation. Yeah. So that's, that that's what I see. Sean Maloney bit, change. That's what I love about Sean Maloney. See when we, he was at Celtic, Sean, Sean wouldn't play unless he was 100 percent fit. Yeah. And he used to get used to. I think Strachan used to give him a wee bit for it, but Sean yeah. didn't care, mate. Yeah. Sean was like, I, I should. 
because I was injured at the same time as Sean and Sean used to say, I used to say, my ankle's still a wee bit serious, like, don't you're not listening to these people. Yeah. See if you're not fit to play. Yeah. And you didn't feel right. Didn't do it. Yeah. But just being a wee guy, mate, a, a physio or a coach, say, come on, just try it. Like, yeah. like you say, so it could be just in your head. You'd be out there running a pure hob on a bit. Yeah. You get probably guys who do kind of they will fake an injury because they're not confident. You know, it's not in the heart and yeah. it's not confident. That happens a lot. I train a lot of people with that through flip the mindset. The barriers they'll go. I had to fake I was injured to because I was too scared to oh, play. Really, right? That happens a lot in football. It's high it? level as well. I've right. players you wouldn't imagine. High levels. And cause of the pressures from the gaffers, but ultimately that pressure comes from the gaffer. They yeah. should not be doing that to you to play. They should look after you, like as you're saying, Tommy Burns. So Peter Watson, Peter, if you're watching, Swinglehurst are two players that always stuck by me. Do not play. Uh, that Swinglehurst game. and Watson oh, for Annan, right? Two, two of the nicest that. boys I've ever, yeah. I've ever met. Don't play. Kenny, do not play. Why yeah. are you risking it? Why are you doing it? You know what I mean? Don't play. And Peter, I'm still really, really close to Peter for, Peter today, you know. And um, he sponsored the last podcast. Oh, does he get yeah, really, really top guy? Yeah. So Talking, Swindon, you go back to Selic. Yeah. Right. Um, why didn't you fancy getting out of crack at the first team or did, was it out of your control? So, Swindon, we, uh, I'll tell you a good story. Actually, we got to the playoff final and obviously got beat. This is kind of where I was in life at the time. Everyone's mum and dad came down to the final. So, everyone had their families there. Yeah. Swindon put buses on for the families to go to Wembley for Swindon. Uh-huh. I brought 10 of my mates down for Dundee, mate. <laughs> and they were steaming on the bus on the way to the final and welcome oh, Sai Ferry all the families were raging so we get to Wembley obviously we get beat and then we go back I think we get the bus straight back to Swindon and we do get the bus straight back to Swindon and uh, we got chucked out in the after party because the chairman was speaking and my mates were heckling him some boys honestly so we went through that night you love, you kind of love that though so uh, you what a weekend that was mate so that Saturday night we went out and then we had like five rooms at the juries. Mm. So we went back there about three in the morning. Me and one of my good mates, Wee Elliot, who's a screwball mate, he, we stayed up all night. <laughs> he put my club suit on. He put my Swindon club suit on and he was walking up <laughs> the hotel chatting people's doors and that. So we go back to the room. He, we end up, I think he'd done like a full bottle of vodka. We got paralytic mate. And uh, next thing mate, he's on the floor and he starts like freaking out. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, what is going on here? So I had to phone an ambulance to the hotel room. Oh, wow. Two paramedics come up, mate. Pumpy stomach. Outside in the car park, the jury's in car park, right? I'm pl- I'm just got to the playoff final, mate. The, the, the reception's full, man. I've just played in the playoff final the next day. He 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 wakes up on the car park. They were gonna take my hospital, mate, but he woke up <coughs> and uh, <coughs> the guy that was the guy that basically kind of saved his life had, had a baldy. He'd like you. And my mate waked up and he looked up and he went, "What day is it?" And the guy went, "Sunday." And he went, "No baldy." <laughs> 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 and the guy the guy basically just saved his life I was like you're a wee arsehole so anyway that Sunday we then had like a Swindon put on a big day at the park the ground for us like a big marquee so we found it that was about 11 o'clock Elliot by 12 o'clock we were sitting in Alan O'Brien's house he had a hot tub and that it's just the boys used to go there every day after training similar to Selig mate it was like 12 or 7 yeah, yeah, used to go and hang about he had a hot tub again we're all drinking steaming and um, we need to beat the, the county ground for 5 o'clock so we, by the time we get to the it's, mate, it's like uh, shareholders, it's like club chairman, it's yeah. like uh, the board, and it's well, like fans <laughs> who have played a lot of money to get there. So it was like a select guys, few. Right? Like, all the important guys. So I'm in the toilet, and Billy Painter walks in that band, Mad Skills yeah. that I told you about. And uh, I'm standing next to him, and he's I'm doing a piss, he's doing a piss, and he just goes like that. Mate, <laughs> starts pissing all over me. <laughs> And I'm like, you're a fucking idiot, man. 
And then Sean Morrison, who's now the Cardiff captain, he yeah. is a screwball, mate. In fact, see, before that, we went to a pub in Swindon and he was bombing through tables, mate. He's like six foot four, eh? What an animal, bombing through tables. Like. He comes in, who, who is a lot. You, you want anyone to come in at somebody sensible. The guy, the only guy crazier than us two that comes in is even crazier, Sean Morrison. And he sees what's happening and he's all excited and he runs out and he comes back in with a fire extinguisher. And he starts fire extinguishing me and Billy Painter, mate. No word of lie, mate. I'm head to toe in foam. Do that with my eyes. We go out into the main bit and there's like a big slidey, slidey bit right, right, right up. Sorry, the bar's here. It's right underneath the bar. And he sprays it with, with a fire extinguisher. Next thing, mate, he's got his clothes on. And he's then... He, bear in mind, this kid was only 19 at the time. I think he played about two games that season. Brilliant. He's then Klinsman's doing the, doing the bar. And I'll never forget. And then he started bombing himself around. He's like six foot four, mate. And the manager and the assistant manager comes in and he's like, ah, fucking get yourself up the road. But to Sean Morrison. <laughs> that guy's now the Cardiff captain. But uh, Danny Wilson came up to us that day, foaming my eyes and all sorts. He's like, listen, we want to take you next year permanently. Uh, he says it might be a bit complicated because Tony Mowbray's left because I had a good relationship with Tony Mowbray. Yep, yep. And Lenny's there. Now, Lenny was my reserve manager. And I know Lenny always liked me uh-huh. in the reserves. So... I was like, listen, Danny, I'll just go up and tell Len. This is, don't know who I thought I was, no, mate, 21 year old. I was like, listen, Danny, listen, Danny, I'll go and tell Lenny, it's fine, I'm leaving and I'm going to come down here. So that summer, mate, I went away, had a good summer after doing well. And the uh, first day, and I'm thinking I'm Billy Big Bollocks walking to say, like, done well, doing it swindon. I'll think, like, good chance I'll be with the first team and maybe get a game and <laughs> sitting, ch- getting changed. And somebody came in, Lenny want to see you in his office. And I was like skipping up the stairs, mate, thinking he's going to be buzzing off me. Roly polies and that. Yeah. thinking, yes. Just waiting for him to get my, my tummy tickled. <laughs> him, Alan Thompson, Gary Park, and Johan Mialbe sat me down and destroyed me, man. <sighs> Again, what I'm saying, mate. Yeah. Brilliant it's management, though. I'm in the man, and they've just absolutely slaughtered me. Seen a few articles doing what you done when you were doing in Swindon. I don't know who you think you are, mm-hmm. but you didn't talk about Celtic like that. Mm-hmm. You're a 21 year old kid, you've done nothing in the game. Mm-hmm. Do not disrespect us, mm-hmm. do not disrespect this club. Wow. You'll be here, you've got a contract here, you'll be here until I tell you you're leaving. Yeah, mate. I, I didn't really get scared that much, mate, but my arsehole fell out, man. Wow, absolutely shitting myself. He says, You're coming to America for the first team, anyway. That's mm-hmm. that America trip. Um, you're coming to America. He says, I, si, I think you can maybe play here. He's like, You'll come off the bench, you'll get, you'll get minutes. Mm-hmm. I knew that Swindon were going to double my money, mate. And gives like a four year contract. So I had it in my, and they were going to take Paul Caddis as well, who's one of my best mates. Yep. So Paul I had Caddis, it in my set that I wanted to go, in, in my mind that I wanted to go. So went to America, mate. I actually done really well. Eh? Yep. Played well in the games. And then we got a night out at the end. Have you heard this? Uh-huh. So we got a night out at the end, and uh, I should never hang about with Charlie McGroom, because eh? he gets in my head, man. And uh, we're sitting, and Lenny's got us a night out, and uh, Char- we, had, we had pizzas on the table, and Charlie's asked me, mate, go and hit cross ass with that pizza. <laughs> and I was like, ah, right, he's at pepperoni, mate. And I went to fling it at Crossass, mate. Just at the last minute, Crossass is like, done that or something. It's missed him, mate. And sitting behind Crossass is the Nike sponsor, oh, who's wow. been flew over for Ireland. Oh, and, mate, and Alan, it was like slow motion, it just went. <laughs> and I'll never oh, forget mate. seeing a bit of pepperoni, mate, just dribbled in his face. <laughs> and I was like, ah, no way. Luckily, mate, the guy was bang on, right? And then things go bad to, bad to worse, mate. I start. I think I ended up sitting at Lenny's table with Tom on it. I I don't remember this, but I'm told the story that I was just getting pints, mate, and just pouring them over my head. 
<laughs> and then get back to the hotel, right? Paul McGowan again was there. He was, he was in a similar state to me. Get back. Do you know what's the funny about the story, Tommy? That Charlie McGrew got away scot-free and I'm doing all sorts. But it's him ah, that's telling me to do it. Get back to the hotel and Lenny's like, He me. seems like that though, doesn't he, Charlie? But he's the best guy in the world, mate, honestly. And uh, Lenny's like, to me, get to your bed. Get to your bed now. And I was like, nah, no going to my bed. And Alan Thompson's like, get to your bed. And I was like, nah, no going. <laughs> mate, Tom will get up and starts wrestling me in the, in, in the, the hotel lobby, man. I think I ripped his Prada shirt, I'm sure I did. Brilliant. Next morning, mate, me and uh, Paul McGill will wake up. Do you know what? You ever had that when you wake up, mate, and there's like eight eyes on you just uh, staring at you? Off, off. And I'm like, ah, what? And they were like, ah, oh. <laughs> I was like, ah, what? They never told us, mate. <laughs> so they were like, ah, we've been doing for breakfast. You better go down. So uh, me and Gilzer were like, ah, come on, we'll go down for breakfast. Never forget it, mate, sitting at breakfast. John Clark, who's a lesbian line, mm-hmm. he's a kit man, yeah, mm-hmm. great guy. Like, he's another one, mate, that's pure hard on you. But he liked you because you had a bit about yourself and yeah. a wee bit of a laugh. And he I'll never forget it, mate. Sitting at breakfast, man, me, I'm there, girls are there, and he pops, he's just there, and I was like, oh, fuck. And he's like that. You used to better get yourself up to the manager's room now. Go and apologise. I was like, ah. Right. Then some of the other first-team boys came in, again, same look, <laughs> looking at me and girls are so, I'm like, the girls are, we need to go up to his room. That is the the, low, the lowest lift I've ever had in my life up to his room, man. I was like, what did we do? What did we do last night, man? So we chat Lenny's door. What is it? I went, Gaffer, it's Sai. Fuck off. He says, there's a meeting later. <laughs> is that, is your, he went, is your pal McGowan? I take it your pal McGowan's way. And Gaffer's just like, aye, Gaffer. He's like, you as well. He says, we'll have a meeting later. He says, go and, get, go and sit. And that's the worst thing that could happen, mate, because you've got the full day. When we get back to the room, mate, the guys are then telling us everything that we've done. Aye. So five o'clock. Shiting yourself. <laughs> Shiting yourself. Shiting it, man. You made it after dinner as well, mate, so you can and enjoy you know, your first dinner. Team boys, first team boys. The boys, they'll be winding you up. Oh, mate. Wow. I've never had fear like it. I see it at my dinner and then I had a kangaroo court after it. You get in and Lenny, Tomo. I think Bruni was the captain. And I can't remember, somebody else was on the top table. So I think a few of the boys had done quite a lot that night. It was it worked hard, mate. It'd been two weeks, which is great about Lenny as well, mate. You yeah. work hard for two weeks and then there's a wee night out at the end. Of, it. Uh, of course. So there's a like a rap sheet, da 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 and you know, he's like, ah, right, the ones you've all been waiting for Ferry and McGowan and everyone's like, Ooh. so you had to stand up and uh Lenny's like, Can you just put your hand up if these two offended you in any way last night? So like somebody's putting their hand up and they're like ah. two of them were saying to me that the fuck knows how I'm playing for sale, like I'm fucking hopeless. <laughs> Uh, oh, somebody, else, somebody else who said I think people are just starting to make things up just to get us <laughs> oh, I think Joe Lidley put his hand up and said that girls are trying to stick the knot on him in the lift or something <laughs> and uh, so Lenny was like that's right this is what's great about Lenny as well mate because like, you could tell he was raging but also he'd be probably been there and done it himself yeah, he's yeah. like he's going to take a two week fine or one of you can put this on for the rest of the day mankini mate <laughs> so we girls are like I'll put the fucking mankini oh, on they bother wow. So we girls, I got maybe a week's fine and we girls are jumping about the hotel with a man keen on for the rest man. of the night. Brilliant. But then a week later, mate, I'm sold to swing this. So if you want to get a move, if you want to get a move, and that's the way to do it. So what, Jank, that's why? Or? But see, when I, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, mate. That's the last week, but just to talk, I can't talk any highly enough of Lenny. Just yeah. I remember the day I left, mate. So he pulled me in the office and he's like, ah, you happy then? That's you away. And I was like, oh, thanks very much, Lenny. Like, top man, thanks for, for helping us. And he's like, ah, he says, can I tell you something, Sai? He's like, never change. He's like, see all that, that stuff you've done? 
He says, "All right, I was angry." He's like, "Never yeah. change, pal." Yeah. He says, "See your personality, and that, that'll yeah. get you. That'll get you places in life." Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he, say, he actually says to me, "I don't think you should go to Swindon. I think you can play higher. I think you can go and play in the championship down there. But if that's where you want to go, well, that Gordon Strachan was just saying to me, but I need, need to mention Gordon Strachan because he was brilliant for me. See, when I was had my two years injury, yeah. never forget it, man. Sitting on the bike one day, then then the bike sold the sign again. Oh, the what? That's that's a head fuck, mate. The gym used to look out on the training, so you'd be sitting on the bike, mm-hmm. not played for a year. And Gordon Stratton, I mean, never forget it, mate. Gordon Stratton came sat yeah. next to us. He's doing the bike, and I'm like, all right, gaffer, and he's like, man, importantly, you all right? Uh-huh. And I was oh, like, wow. I was like, I'm sound, but I'm fine. He's like, I was like, don't worry. And I was like, mm. right, and he went, you'll be fine. In life, you'll be fine. Well, yeah. He's like, your ankle might not get better. He says, yeah. but these things happen. That's what Joyce was like to me. Uh-huh. For the rest, I just got, are you ready yet? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, yeah, oh, it's on you. He'd just go and play. Mm. Right till three years. That's the dinosaur stuff. Seeing that bike. I used to need to do the hand bike. You ever done the hand bike? Oh, An hour oh, on the hand bike, mate. Right just constant and you're travelling all there you know and you just feel it's for nothing you're, la- you're dark when you're leaving mate it's dark when you're going yeah. in your last one to leave and uh, I remember all the fans because I was a fan's favourite I was up for player of the year and that they all want me to start yeah. they all want me to play and they're getting annoyed so I think that's maybe put pressure on and then interviews are starting to drop where things are getting said does he want it stuff not just we settle drops and all that you know you need to want it blah 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 I think it's, it's a very a lot of players in the game since I started Flip the Mindset, a lot of players mail me on Facebook from SPL to um, League Two asking for advice right. on their injuries. You know, what did you do? How did you get through this? I'm sitting in my bed. I'm so low. You know, I don't yeah. want to be here anymore. I've got, I'm anxious. I go into training. It's just, you know, I feel like constant negativity. How do you recover? How do you recover? And, and it is just... You've got to keep moving forward through it. You've yeah. got to keep going. You've got to remember, recovery is a bit of self love. Yeah. You're self loving yourself. You're you're treating you're taking you're trying to give yourself ten out of ten care to get back to playing on the pitch again. Mm-hmm. People seem to forget that. I think I think people seem to to think that everything's just ruined and and um, and they should just be playing blah blah blah. When really the injuries happened, take the time for yourself, enjoy that recovery. Yeah. If you, and and I was speaking to a guy about set it. a few goals or something you get for when you get yeah, back. Yeah. I said yeah. I'm speaking to a guy about it, and he was talking about being injured. He does Olympic stuff, right? He's an athlete, ridiculously fit guy, had a horrible injury, and he said I had to start enjoying my recovery. Yeah. See, when I started learning to set goals, set targets, set myself challenges, and take foot, uh, take his his what what he was competitive and out of the equation. Yeah. It then began. To be competitive at being reco- uh, recovering, yeah. So that became his sport. That became his profession. And he said, and he said that's what got him by. And I thought that is very interesting. Maybe clubs should start taking taking that on board. Yeah. Make the make the recovery a personal journey, a bit a bit a more a more exciting kind of um, competitive place. You play, know, yeah. make it, I think yeah. they do do that now. I think they've yeah. got like times at the time Brilliant. and stuff like that. But Brilliant. I think if you watch my interview with Petrov, he was saying that he was similar when he got his injury. And it was Larson. Larson that said the same thing to him. You yeah. know, Larson's probably one of the only ones that's came back for that horrific injury better. Yeah. And I think oh, he helped well, Petrov massively in yeah. trying to setting goals. Because look, look at Arshavin, Torres, Edward. Yeah. Um, for uh, he was at Arsenal at the time, was he? Edward when he oh, Eduardo. It. Eduardo, sorry. Yeah. Um, they never came back. Nah, the same player. I never have. came back. Henrik, yeah. as I said, Henrik. I'm a Rangers fan, as the guys know. But Henrik was. I don't know how well your how good your Celtic history. Do you remember? I can't, I can't remember. I don't remember. Week, <laughs> but I'll try. Remember Duncan Mackay? Nah. He played in 67. 
66. Um, that was my uncle. Was so, it, right? Yeah, yeah, my uncle Duncan. Uh, and then went to Australia, coached Melbourne. Right. Wow. And stuff like that. Um, so I've always had that kind of that kind of tie looking over me. And I always support Celtic in Europe because it's good. It was for, it's good for Scottish football. We all play Scotland at the end of the day. You know what it's like when you play football. It's a wee bit different yeah. for when you are a fan. Um, I can even see that now because I'm a fan now. You know, yeah. I couldn't kick my own arse. Um, couldn't kick myself out of bed. But Henrik was one of my influences. I yeah. spoke to Harsna about it. I had the Hunter goals. Tongue in cheek. Yeah. And I used to try and copy every goal he scored. I'd literally try and copy, right? How's he taking that ball, right? That movement there. All right. Okay. Right. What am I doing? I would study it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't support Celtic, but I studied it. Just you know, I loved, I loved him. Loved him. Michael Moles for us. Love Michael Moles, Moles as well. Good, yeah. Oh, phenomenal. Okay. Talking about Swindon. Yeah. Move. But well, we'll talk about you get relegated. Yeah, we what's, got the relegated. Feel, what's the feeling like to get relegated? So again, just football me highs and lows, isn't it? Yeah. As I say, the first year. On loan, we got to the playoff final. I'm sent texting Paul Caddy saying, mate, you need to come here. We'll get to the championship next year. We'll win the league. Mm-hmm. Lost our two best players, Billy Painter, a guy who basically knitted everyone together in the dressing room, the Mad Scouser, and Gordon Greer yep. put his arm in me, the captain. He goes to Brighton, Billy goes to Leeds. And we're bring, bringing a striker who was born offside, Thomas DeSevi, didn't even look at the goal the whole time he was there. <laughs> we brought in a centre half who was terrible and uh, get relegated, me. I never played. Never played. Right. We signed a guy, David Prutton. Prutton's who does Sky Sports now. Mm-hmm. Does the lower league stuff. And uh, Danny Wilson played Prutts ahead of me. Prutts right. and Dougie were good yeah. mates. Yeah. Sat on the bench for a year, got fat. Went out all the time. So uh, Decanio comes in. Yeah, Decanio comes in. So we get relegated that year. Never forget it. I was sitting lying in my bed. My mate texts me saying, Decanio, mate, no way. Decanio's your manager. It's just been announced yeah. on Sky Sports News. So I stick on Sky Sports News. You didn't news. even know at the time? No, nah, I didn't know. Done it. I was in my bed. And uh, across the bottom of the screen, Paolo Decanio, uh, probably was, <laughs> it was in the summer, so probably was, uh, Paolo Decanio, Swindon manager. And I was uh, texting back saying, mate, buzzing five sides every day, yeah, volleys yeah. every day. <laughs> Couldn't have been anywhere wrong, mate. Turned up the first day, slaughtered us, every single one of us went through us. She's pointed a couple of us, went, yep. look how fat you are. I think I jumped on the scales and I was a disgrace. Wow. What I weighed and he was... It's a big wake up call though, you know, he's coming in, he's a certain he's a forty, he's saying he's probably studied he's probably not he's maybe not even had the time to study, he's just coming in and going boom. Yeah, that's it. And then he gave I got a first time in my life diet plan. Yeah. I had to be weighed every day, me especially weighed every day. I had to do extra <laughs> runs on my after training. But the boys ripping it at you, yeah. Nah, not really, because everyone was so scared of me. Eh? I would, uh, yeah. Honestly, everyone was so scared he's a scared. See when you get the canny on me, you didn't realise how intimidating he is until mm-hmm. you you're face to face on me. He's intimidating. intimidating he, mate, guy. He's like he's fucking ripped, man. Probably guy. And he, he's 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 facial scary, <laughs> man. He's an angry. He can be an yeah. angry, angry man. Took us to Italy for pre-season, the toughest pre-season. Name name butter on your toast. Brilliant. Name ice in your drinks. Yep. You're not allowed, but you're allowed a gra- glass of red wine at night, which baffled me. Yeah, that's that's the culture, man. That's the culture. Yep. But, uh, it's a European culture. What a, what a coach, what a manager, mate. Yeah. But he could flip his lid, man. What was training like under well, him? Well. Training was a bit monotonous, mate, to be honest. Right. It was quite quite similar, quite same every day. Mm-hmm. But it's mad though, mate, because I watch these Man City documentaries and stuff at Guardiola, the canyon does that. See how yeah, the phases yeah. of playing. Yeah. It's all ta- very tactical, mate. Yeah. Fitness, tactical. Because you know we were good players, mate. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't the problem. It's probably our understanding of the game and our attitude and our fitness. Mm-hmm. But like... Uh, Funny, mate, we used to be out and you would be out and he hated boys going out. He used to call it the poison. <laughs> Please, lads, don't drink the poison. Brilliant. Mate, you'd be out in a bar, right? And they were But he's giving you red wine every night. And he, but oh, you right. can get, no, it's just, I just want a glass of red wine. Brilliant. But you'd be in a bar, mate, right? 
and you couldn't even enjoy yourself because you try and stand as far away from the front door as you could, mate, and you would constantly have your eyes on the windy because there was a few times that we'd view it and you would look over and he's <laughs> in the windy, mate. I'm trying, like, well, I'm trying to hide behind. Brilliant, I'm man. I'm that guy, mate. Just stand there for two minutes, man. Brilliant. Honestly, mate. What it a was, creeper, man. Brilliant. But hated how much I loved going out of mm-hmm. you know if you hold me I'm 21, no, 22 no, no, years old no, still young what am I meant to do yeah. I, well I look back now I know you're what I meant to do these days they did, it was a done thing in the days but yeah. basically I should have I should have been loving my life better I'm not sure how I love the mindset the fitness the the players shouldn't be going out but then I think should they not you know you, you yes, get it's, a, release, a, yes it's a short career but they do need a release so we need that I think it's only happened in Britain now because we have a a silly culture of drinking, you know, and I think it's more the culture because in any other country, like European countries, they'll go out and have a couple of glasses yeah. of wine nearly every night with a dinner. That's what that's know? what he can get you right, mate. Yeah, and and but here we need to go out and smash it. So I think when we are when we are kind of so nowadays I'm watching a podcast like oh footballs they shouldn't be going out they shouldn't be going they should be staying in they should be going home. Uh, every time it, after yeah, football uh, I don't agree with that yeah, I think you should go out and have a few drinks now and again you should be allowed to do that as as long as you don't rip the piss yeah, like a meal and a few drinks yeah, uh, you've got to you've got to live you can't just be a robot I think footballers especially in the SPL um, in Scotland they're robotic enough yeah. you know they can't do it now they're scared of what they write on Twitter yeah. they're, they're just living they're just living targets aren't they they're getting picked for this picked for that that's hitting the people they're getting abuse for for maybe being out and seeing at a restaurant at 9 o'clock at night they're getting cane, cane yeah. for it I don't. I do not agree with that. And I'm as you know. I love my fitness and mindset, but I think we should live. We should learn to live. We shouldn't be because I feel that that makes a lot of the players. And I've been listening to a lot of like players living under anxiety a wee bit. They're because they're, they're overthinking things, mate. They go home and sit down all the days thinking about football, mate. Yeah. See me, mate. That was a good thing about me. See after a game, mate, it was done. I didn't think about the game again. I, I, that's yeah. me done but then I need they've, to enjoy they've got it. now they go home they're seeing hundreds of different media outlets and they're, they're getting, getting emails through about journalists the game, uh, them. they're getting caned left right and centre caned off their fans other fans fat, irrelevant people you yeah. know what I mean caned and they can't get away from that nah. they can't close off they can't. They go out they're getting caned or this it's just a lot I think now it's changed a lot yeah. you know and I don't think for the better I really yeah. agree I don't think for the better so Swindon the canal doesn't take you at first then you start flying you start absolutely Mate, I'll flying. tell you a story. So we, uh, obviously the fat stuff, I got fit. The fat stuff. And then, uh, <laughs> and then, mate, this, this was, like I said, you always fucked with your head, eh? So yeah. you tell me, Simon, I like you now. You're doing really well. So what about mind games? You're talking, you fucked with your head there and you, you said that a few times, mate. Yeah. The mind games for a manager, managers think psychological, they're, they're psychologists. Yeah. He, but he, not, he, he, no, he has, he's got a degree in psychology. Oh, so he has. You knew exactly wow. what he was doing, mate. You knew how to play me, mate. So I was going to ask you, do yeah. you think he's... Um, no, he's a genius. managers know the, the power of their words on a player? Oh, 100%. And... The good ones do. Yeah. The yeah. good ones do. Yeah. So, like, he was a psychologist, but many aren't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We used to always get mind games played with us with a lot of teams I went to. Yeah. But I think they were just deliberate ego pushing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And control. So, you're saying to Canio? Uh, so, got myself fit. I really like, you know, just chance you could play in my team. Still not a starter, which I was baffled by because yep. the two guys that were playing ahead of me were nowhere near as good. Yeah. And uh, so we're playing Burnley in a pre-season friendly. Things are going all right. And I'm on the bench. I think we're winning two nothing. And he's putting subs on, and I'm sitting, and I'm thinking, <laughs> man, the only sub left. Brilliant. But it wasn't. It was a young, a young boy was sitting across from me. I think he played my position. Keep pie in the face, isn't it? And then he makes his, he makes, he makes another sub, and he. 
Put some young boy on. <laughs> and I've done, I've, I think I've made a face or something. He, 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 go, he went, what, what? And I, I think I just went like that, fuck off or something like that and flung my hangy down. We beat Burnley, bear in mind, mate, so it should be after the game buzzing. Yeah. He came in after the game and annihilated me, mate. Just wrecked you. Wrecked us in front of right. everybody, in my face. It will take a miracle now for you to ever play in my team. Yeah. A miracle. Your fifth choice. Before tonight, you were four. Now you're five. Wow. Way back. You're done. See, I don't think I could take that now. Even the person I'm now, strong with the mindset. If someone's ripping it out me like that, uh-huh. if, I don't mind that, mate. I've had this since I was a kid, though. As I'm uh, saying, that's yeah, what we've been. We've been stood in good stead, mate. That and you I'm have to take criticism at selling. I'm humble, but if he's doing that, I'm thinking, what are you doing, son? Uh-huh. Get me on there. I'm going to win. I'm going to win for this because uh-huh. that's wrecking my identity. Yeah. In a way, I'm not. But remember, maybe to carry on with you and stuff like that. He's it gave a gave him that that. It gave him more power or more of a stand to be able to do something like that. Yeah. Whereas if you were constantly focused and constantly batting it down, then he wouldn't have not, done it. Uh-huh. He wouldn't have done it. So you can see, you can see that side for sure. So but, see after that. So then, I think I was trying to leave. I'm pretty sure. Were you off at the door? I think so. I was for the agency and get me out here. But I'm gone. Mate, I still had two years on good money. Like I say, you'll never get the money you're getting at yeah, Sunday anywhere else in that league or the league above. And. Uh, He's like, get your head down and fucking. He says, the guys that he says, see the guys that were playing ahead of you were, were good. I would get you in there. I would yeah, try and get you something. Yeah. He said, you're better than them. Yeah. It'll change. Honestly, mate, never spoke to me for about four weeks. Of, like silence. We would walk by each other in the corridor. I wouldn't make any sort of attempt to speak to them. I would just walk about. How training. did that affect you? I can't actually remember about affecting us. Do you know what? I, can, sure I, can, I can actually know. was. I actually remember scoring him and saying to my missus, he's a prick, man. Surely you're on a low point there, though. You're angry. Yeah. But I'd, I'd heard it the season before, though, mate. I'd heard right. it the season before. I hadn't played the season before, so it was nothing new to me. As I say, I was still getting... It was a great dress, mate. See the full four year I had at Swindon, five years. It was a great dressing room, mate. Yeah. So yeah. it was two years of my life where I wasn't happy because in training, I'd be picked last and wouldn't the players. But then see, when I got back to the dressing room, mate, I was like the main guy. Yeah. Getting a laugh. Yeah. And I enjoyed it and I loved living in Swindon. I had mates there, do it for there. So life was good, mate. Aye. And uh, sitting on the bench, first four games, Swindon were having one, mate. I was buzzing. Buzzing, you can't, you mate. Can't see, be see, more see him, see, see him scramble the first yeah. four games. Yeah. And we were playing Dagenham and Redbridge away. Oh, Cadiz comes up to me in the bus. He was a Cadiz, mate. They were all good, mate. Cadiz was the captain. He was tight with the canoe. I was Cadiz's mm-hmm. best mate. He's like, mate, he was thinking of playing you tonight. And I was like, ah, no way. I was like, he wasn't, no chance. I says, he just saying that to you, mate. No, in fact, I never said that. I went, oh, really? Right, but buzzing. He says, you, you might get on the night. Yeah. He's saying, if the game's quiet and it's done, we'll bring Sai on to kind of get playing. Yeah. Game goes, mate, we're getting, we got beat to nothing, eh? And I, he didn't put me on. So on the bus back to Cat, on the bus back to Swindon to Cat, I was like, ah, mate, that's how much a head fuck he is. He said that to you because yeah. he knew he that you would come say. and tell me <laughs> and then he's not put his on. Yeah. I was like, what is going on here, man? I'm going to end up rolling a bit with yeah, this guy. He's spinning, man, in the back of the bus, fuming like a mate, wee devil. Honestly, I was like, what have I got to do to get a game here, eh? Brilliant. So, mate, see that next day, I think I was going to go in and see him and say, like, I'm off, man. And he pulled me in the office and he's like, okay, fat boy, tomorrow you, you play. Brilliant. No, next week you play. No, it was a Tuesday game, sorry, we're off the Wednesday and the Thursday, he says, Saturday you he's play. He's kind of filled you full of so much passion, anger. Confusion. I think that's what you think I needed to add to the game. And, and he's thought, if I can do that and he comes on, can he put that into the game? Yeah. Can, he, can he give me it? Uh-huh. And you did. Played the next Saturday, mate. And then, after that game on the Saturday, I played the most minutes at any player in the team at the end of the season. And do you know what I like about him, mate? Is that at the end of the season, never forget it, 
driving about Glasgow, he phoned me and he's like, Simon, I just want to thank you. And I was like, for what? And he says, for sticking it out, for being tough, for going against me, for having character. And he says, no matter how long I'm at Swindon, 10 years, 12 years, 6 months, you will always be here. Phenomenal. Yeah, see that phone call, man. Hey, I was nearly, in, I was nearly in tears, yeah. mate. Yeah. See, see, even like, see the thing that the canny hood for you, mate. See when you done well from, he'd grip you, man. He'd yeah. Grip you, he'd bring you close to him, and he would like say stuff like, "You're the best midfielder in the league. You're my fucking mate." You had that emotional, that, and that's just that emotional yeah. connection with me. So you, you, you leave Swindon after a great season, probably the best season, um, season of your career. Eighteen months under the canny when I proper, pro, pro, actually, actually acted like a football yeah. player. Was, and did you act like a football yeah, player? Yeah, you not going out as much. Wasn't going out as much, but when I was going out, you'd be in the next day. Yeah. So you so would train like you would train like that. you would train yeah. like you had to train like an, an animal for him. Yeah. Mate. It was a must. See if he didn't, he would just send you home. See if you never see if somebody wasn't training well, you go ah, off you go. go up the road. Aye. You know, reckon my training session. Yeah. So you had to be on it, mate, every single day, and for me that makes a massive difference. Yeah. Keeps you focused. Keeps you knowing you can't go out and be an empty for. For two days, yeah, and then turn up the training because yeah. you're, you're going to end up in the position you were in before. Yeah, because I didn't you know, know what to go back. Yeah, you know he's not scared to drop you. Yeah, and you know it wasn't good to to feel like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. We just steamroller teams, man. We're yeah. just so much more. We're just so much fitter, so much more organised. One league two, got in the league one, but beat Stoke in the league cup, and they were Premier League at the time. We were beating like we beat Leicester in the FA Cup. No, we got beat. We beat Wigan in the FA Cup. Sorry, we beat all the teams higher up. And then Bombshell comes, mate. He, he, do you know the thing that kills? Another thing that's killed my career, mate. Like, so did you see, just before he left, he, he pulled me and he says, "Simon, I'm going to give you a new three-year deal." Yeah. Want you to stay? See, I thought it was money cuts. That's what I was but, saying. So earlier. he was saying you're going to get more money. So I had that in my head, mate. For then, I'm going to get more money to sign a new deal here. Yeah. And then he leaves because he basically has been signing too many players. In the same conversation he's had with me, he's had with 20 other players and he's been giving them all more money. But his emotions, he's like, I'm going to fire you loves, though. See, when you do well from him, he just wants, to, he wants to give you stuff. Honestly, I'll buy you a Lambo. I'll tell you a quick funny story. So again, when the Tixby Dundee used to come down quite a bit, yeah. my mate Dale, who worked as like a mechanic, he's a penis mechanic, mate, he's like 150 quid a week. Funny guy, got hairish, hairiest shoulders I've ever seen. <laughs> and uh, he used to come down and this time the canny was bringing in big players on big money. So I think we had a boy signed a Czech Republic International and yeah. to Lucas Maguera. He was on like five, six grand a week. And he loved my mates. He was just he loved drinking vodka. Yeah. He used to come down, he used to put his card behind the barmaid. And he would say to the barmaid, anyone with Swindon, just let them get a drink on my car. Yeah. I'll never forget wow. right, my mate who's a mechanic on 150 quid a week. I'll never forget looking across at the best nightclub in Swindon, mate, and he's walking about with a bottle of Grey Goose. <laughs> oh, oh. Like, like, he's the man, mate. Yes. He's like, ah. <laughs> and uh, Big Magera was like, Big Magera would get the bill and he bats me, Simon, your friends are fucking crazy. Look how much money they spend on my card, eh? Loving it, not even a... <laughs> no, giving a fuck, mate. Brilliant. But just good days, mate. They still speak, we still speak about the days. Yeah. They used to come down all the time, used to brilliant. stay. I had a two-bedroom farm, mate. It was like 10 us. <laughs> he kept on the flare. Uh, but, uh, nah, great days. But then I had the canio spent on the money, so... So the, you literally spent all the money. Uh-huh. Spent so the, it. The, I think the main shareholder was like, "What is going on here, man?" Like, then what happens? What, what? He goes, mate. He goes, and then and what my deals away. And then you're sitting in the summer, thinking you're going to get all these offers. And as I say, I played the last three games right midfield, which is mm-hmm. not my position, and with the epidurals and that. And phone doesn't ring, mate, and you're fucking starting to panic. And then you end up in Yeovil, and yeah, yeah, what? what? <laughs> the I, nightmare of Yeovil. The nightmare of Yeovil, mate. I went down there on trial, right? And I says to me, Yovo just got promoted to the championship. Uh-huh. 
I'd left Swindon fifth in League One. We finished, got beaten the playoffs to go up to the Championship. Yep. So Yovo beat us to get up to the Championship. Yep. I remember as soon as the game finished, my agent texts me saying Yovo want to take you, mm-hmm. and I says to him, Nah. One, I said I'd rather go and play in League Two than go and play for Yovo. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to Yovo? No. Oh no. my God, mate! I used to hate going to play there. So it was like fifteen hundred people there, wee tiny stadium in the middle of nowhere right. and it got to the stage mate there was like nothing else coming up and he was like ah, mate you're going to need to go to Yeovil see you on the train doing mate I, I never get low in life like, I never <laughs> never get that low see you on the train doing man I was like praying the train would crash or something man. <laughs> and then the, I got there and the, mate obviously never knew about me he put me in a hotel well the says we're putting you up in a hotel mate it was basically a room above a pub <laughs> so for the week I was there mate I just sit, finished training sit in the boozer brilliant going to training rough every day and then oh, I just never, wow. never gonna work there's that wee town like kind of where I come uh-huh. from the hotel straight mate there's strange the people in there <laughs> where were you from then that mad kind of accent <laughs> so not a good experience no I didn't like it man um, I, was actually, I was actually going back up the road for you I think it was on a train my agent phoned us and he says uh, Gillingham I want to take you well I want to meet you and talk uh, it was a guy, Martin Allen. I don't know if you've heard Martin Allen. He's a screwball, mate. No. And he was, uh, I was thinking, just spent two years with a screwball and they can't do another, do another year with, yeah, yeah, yeah. with Martin Allen. And then <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I had to write sound. I'll, I'll go, I'll go, go meet him. And then he phoned back straight away and he went, mate, do you fancy Portsmouth? Mm. And I was like, ah, Portsmouth? Is that fucking right, man? Like, they're a massive club. Yep. They're in League Two at the time. My mate just signed for Portsmouth. One of my good mates, Face uh-huh. Winden, Joe uh-huh. Devera, great yep. guy, man. And uh, so I phoned him and he's like, oh, mate, get yourself down here. He says, this is you, mate. He says, you will <laughs> love it here. And he says, there's a beach. Rock on, let's go. I went, oh, I went, mate, I'll see you in five minutes, man. I'll see you in two hours. Uh, rocked up to Portsmouth, mate. And see, have you ever been to Port- Fratton Park? I've never been to Portsmouth. Mate, see when you walk into Fratton Park? phenomenal. See, when you were, see, as soon as I walked into Fratton Park, I was like, I'm signing here, That's man. That's it. It looks great. Oh, looks my great. God. Amazing. Love what to a, play there. See, the people. Yep. The place, the people. You, could, you couldn't meet better people. Yeah. Loved it for the minute I walked in. Loved it too much. We, we lived right on the beach. Flat right on the beach. Causing it. Just see, see if you walk down my street. Bar, 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 restaurant, bar, bar, restaurant, <laughs> bar, bar, restaurant. You're at home. Every I day, every, like, every day for this. So, mate, it's so sunny down there. Right? You can't sit in the house. Yeah. You can't. It's too nice. A few years of the canio, you're like, ah, this is brilliant, but, man. Uh, just relaxed, mate. Yes. Mate, we were, the, the manager was so laid back. Like, I couldn't believe it. So, to tell you a story, we would, the pre-season with the canio, you would not get him at six o'clock at night. Uh-huh. You're fucked. Uh-huh. Knacker. See, with Portsmouth, mate, we were sitting in the pub, we were sitting in the, the, a cafe or a pub. I'm not saying we drank every day, but. A cafe and a boozer at fucking half one, two o'clock during uh-huh. the day. It was uh-huh. so laid back, eh? Brilliant. Pre-season was like games, passing, up the road, go out for something to eat. You're Life jamming with sweet, that. Mate. You're jamming with You're jamming People with that. People say until... the higher up the level you go, the easier it does get. That's what they say. No, the but that was, a, that was a level doing. That was like you know? two, mate. Oh, was that level doing? Uh-huh. Right. But like a club, though. As a club, it was much bigger than yeah. Swindon. Like club, fact, mate, we were getting 16,000 every week. Wow. Like two. As I'm saying, you're jamming until it comes to a Saturday and you're getting beat every week. And then it's like, right. Yeah. This is not good. I went for the canio pinning people up on the wall when we won, and he's not happy with performance. So the manager almost lying down. To we got beat our first game of the season four one. I remember Who was the manager there. Guy went, lovely guy, yeah. but we had got beat four one for Oxford on the first day of the season. I remember walking up the tunnel thinking it's going to be some somebody's going to be scrapping in here. Yeah. And the manager walked around and shook everyone's hand, and I was like, Nah, this kind of this kind of be man kind of be hard you're really used to that already. nah like this is and that, that was, was what a different approach different approach different, different, mindset, different approach. mindset it was like for sure 
think boys were just happy to be playing for Portsmouth, eh? Yeah. They were, yeah. had no winners in the team and I think we finished 16th in the league that year. It was a disgrace. Wow. My back, after getting all the epiduros, mate, my back was fucked. I think I only played, what was it, 22 games or something? Right. So captain 30, for a few 30, games. Like, 30 games, one, one goal was it? Two goals? I scored against Burton. Jordan yeah. Pickford was in goals. But uh, I was a captain in that there for games, mate. So the manager, me and the manager. Jordan Pickford there, man. Pickford, just bang right in Pickford. Didn't have a chance, mate. Pat Garrett in it, wee man. <laughs> and uh, so I was made captain in that there, mate. But then we got we got burgled when I was doing that. The flat got done. Right. And my missus, she, see when I left Swindon, she was like, get me closer to him. One one thing I'll ask is, please get me Swindon closer get to him. And then we moved, even further, we moved even further away, mate, 10 hours away. And we got burgled. So she was like, I, mean, I just had my second kid. So she's like, I'm going up the road. So I was doing there on my end, mate. Right, for, okay, for a year, okay. just going wild. Because yeah, I was injured as well, mate. Eh? So okay. back yeah, to yeah, old yeah. habits and never done well. Yeah. And then Dundee phoned us and Paul Hartley, who I played with. Peter Paul. Peter Hartley phoned us. Uh, <laughs> and he says, what's happening with you? And I knew my back was done. And I said, oh, I fell out with the manager. But I really hadn't been playing because my back. He says, we'll take you to Dundee next year. Give you a two-year deal. And she obviously, she wanted up the road. So. Do you know what I tell you? I think Paul was after me. I can't remember when. I can't remember if it was Dundee or where else was he, Alwa? Alwa, how is it? It was Dundee. He was looking at me and he didn't fancy me or something. Right. Um, terrible Paul get a grip, man. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Hey, worst decision in his career? Nah, worst. No, worst decision. Aye, well, I would have played a couple of games and then broke my, broke my right. leg. Yeah. It's funny because you, you think if I, was at another, if I went to another club, would my knees have went as bad? Would the mindset would have been looked after better? Would have, yeah. I wouldn't have been training in an Tough Park, possibly. Dan Fairman had a lovely bit that they showed me, you know, got to meet Neil McCann and that. He's a right. real sound guy, uh, loved me, like like not me play. Would it would it have changed, you know, would have you know, you talk about fate and stuff, would that have yeah. hampered it, you know? But Dundee, how'd you enjoy Dundee? I hated it. I absolutely hated what it. Happened? I knew see when I said about Swindon, you get a good feeling for someone straight away. Dundee, I you're like, fuck this game him. I walked into Dundee dressing room and Matt had Ferry Eleven on the back of my shirt. And I was like, number eleven. Fuck. Okay, hating that. You're eight, aren't you? No, that, like, but I just thought. Oh, he's playing you up the park. What, what position does he <laughs> can I play here? <laughs> 11, I was like, ah. Lower, for, like, lower the better for me, eh? Like, yeah. back the park. I'm getting older, man. Chill out. What? I wanted just to play, like, high, wide, right, inside, and I was like, I fucking know me, eh? I was shite at Dundee, mate. I was mm. shite. In fact, I started quite well because I got a good pre season under his I played the first six games, went unbeaten. And then we got tonked for United, mate. Because yeah, they say you started well. Uh-huh. You started well. We got tonked for Dundee United Dens. I played up against Stuart Armstrong, mate. Oh my god, he fucking tore me a new arsehole, oh, man. Oh, good big player, huh? He gave us the Can- Canadian band Where's dance, he now? mate. Southampton, he's flying. He was like a Rolls Royce, mate. Absolutely. Every time he got, he just ran at us. And I think that game, played that game, right? And then I went to play against him, running away. And the warm up, oh, you bastard. My back went in a lot of spasm. Right. Yeah. So I had to come off, never played the, never played the game. And then I was out for like four or five weeks with my back. And then I, I think I'd done my appendix, mate. I was in mm-hmm. hospital. So, so I never played for ages. Did and then Just happened to Tavenier, didn't it? Didn't happen to Tavenier, eh? I thought so last season. Did he not, was right. he not out with his appendix? Sure he was, eh? Maybe. Tav, you just want to know you said all Celtic, man. <laughs> and then uh, just couldn't get going, mate. Couldn't get going. We had good players as well. Like Paul McGowan was there and Kevin Thompson, uh, who was yeah, Rangers, yeah. Gary Harkins. And they were all midfielders and they were doing really well. So... Couldn't get in the team, and then when you do get in the team, mate, you've not played for like eight weeks, mm-hmm. and you're off the pace, you're miles off it, and uh, just fucking struggled big time, eh? Really yeah. struggled. 
So like and again, the, it was a carry on, mate, because one of my good pals was there. And see if I've got a, right, a really good oh, pal at a club, mate, it usually goes fucking south. That's be in the clause in the contract. Don't sign, sign any, any of my pals, good pals, because Barra, his name is Kevin Brown. I mean, just, just to piss about, man. Honestly, just con- constantly That's trying to That's a big no-no, especially uh-huh. if your mindset's not in the right place. Exactly. So life at Peter Heed. Peter Heed, mate, and do you know what? It's the right, best the, the boys at Peter Heed have spoken. Right. And he says, you have to stop wearing your daughter's trousers to train him. <laughs> Mate, you're wearing them three quarters, I take it. Three quarter lengths. These are guys that wear, still wear boot cut jeans that are taking years <laughs> on. Derek Lyle, who this lo- actually looks like his living room. It was Del- I thought Del- this was his living room, man. This is what his living room looks like. Uh, <laughs> no, do you know what, mate? I, f- I really love it. No, said, they say your coaching's good, by the way. Thanks very coaching, much. They said your coaching is actually decent. No, it's better than decent. Like Dale to say that. It's, it's, better than it's decent. It's the best coach in East End. I think it's the best coach in East End. <laughs> he was this some player. This is the highest eh? level of coach. Dale's good, he mate. Was, he was some player. Love Dale, mate. Honestly. Should like, have played higher up, I thought. One of life's good guys. Every time you're in them, he makes you feel good about yourself. He's yeah. always smiling, always happy. Coaches are having a swally at that camp, see? In the corner from my house. But see, you when know? you're travelling up there, mate, you need guys like Dale. Because yeah. it's easy to get like downbeat, especially if you've been beating your travelling back four years. But so it's brutal. Oh, it's hard, mate. It's tough. But then Lovely part. Up, oh, the pitch is brilliant. It's no a great, it's, mate. It's no a great club. No when it's windy, but oh, the remember I hit a shot, man. It hit Brian. Came back in his head. Head. <laughs> he hit a shot. He hit a shot, mate. It comes back in his head. Brian still there. To be fair, hitting him in the head would do him a world of ah, good. Ah, he's, uh, he's a wee dick, man. <laughs> good noise. He's actually all right. He's, he's a good boy. But we, uh, we used to have a party bus, mate. So after every game, we'd get a big carry out and we'd get the tunes on and yep. we'd drink before you know it boys would take their gear off on the bus and we're all dancing and the pants, just the pants on. We used to go to Perth, mate, and do like a conga around. Uh, with the pants, with the the trousers, the conga, we conga boys were steaming. It was good, mate. The pair girls, the pair girls. Uh, so what happened? How did Open Goal come about? Because I know how my podcast came about, but how did how did Open Goal come? You about? want to tell yours first? No, no. I'll sure? tell, mine's more special than yours. So it came about because again I left Dundee, went to Peterhead, and my mate Kevin McBride, who he says we're full of nonsense, phoned me up and says, "Mate, do you want to come and deliver kitchens with me?" And I was like, ah, ugh, fuck it, mate, why not? So we were hopeless, mate. Housewives obviously loved us, but uh, we loved were hopeless. Loved the patter. Loved the patter. Uh, we went to, uh, in some houses, man. I bet. And uh, we were hopeless, though, mate. We used to bash the kitchens up, fucking scrape <laughs> them. Here's sure. your fridge, need door handle. Chuckle Brothers, man, honestly. To you, to me, we were hopeless. Brilliant. And then, uh, and then I got a job in the Royal Mail doing the night shift. Mm-hmm. How was that? Fucking brutal. In fact, do you know what? Soul destroying. I remember, I used to walk through steps to Springburn at 11 o'clock at night. I used to walk or jog it just to That's get my walk. fitness in. So I walk, mate, and then... Steps to Springburn? Where are you going over there? So I go through Proven Mill, the down by the, the St. Rocks, yep. over the so back. Just past, and way past St. Rocks, uh-huh. And I uh, used to walk down to Springburn at 11 o'clock at night thinking, what's happened to me, man? There's, what, two, that, this, dodging, for anybody watching this, <laughs> for any kids watching this, mate, I went for finishing the, the playoffs in League One. Finishing fifth in League One in England, playing every single game. Two years later, playing for Peterhead part time and working in the Royal Mail. So that's how quick. See if you're going to do it properly, mate. Can that's how quickly your fucking career can go, mate. Yeah. I, see, Swindon, mate. That that year, I was thinking that I'll be in the Championship. Yeah. I'll no need Listen, to work. I, I went from scoring twenty-seven goals and being at PFA Player of the Year. Um, Gordon Smith coming up to me and saying you'll be doing England soon. Uh, um, to sitting in a hospital bed, suicidal. Four knee surgeries it. later, yeah, you know, really, I don't want it to carry on anymore. Uh-huh. There's a lot more to life than 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 football, and there's a lot more to life than than you know. You're never beat. You nah. know, you're never. I think that's what we've got to get across. You're never beaten life. You can always 
come back and uh, do something. If, if it's not like, football, it's yeah, something else. You try and see the best in every situation. So as I say, Absolutely. I hated walking down there, but see, when I got there, I enjoyed it, mate. Yeah, see, grafting and labouring and getting a laugh. Because it was similar to a dressing room, mate. Yeah. It was all boys that like yeah. football and got pally with a couple of guys there. And actually, just doing a hell of a lot more work. <laughs> just, just, in fact, never, mate. Because see, I got quite pally with one of the bosses, mate. Oh, I bet so you So I was... I was on a jolly up there. Loved the part. I was I enjoying it, mate. I had the stories. And right. So I didn't mind that. And then sitting in a soft play with my wee boys one day, and my mate who I've known for years, he's into like marketing and all that. And he was like, I'm going to save you for this hell, man. I've got a, an idea, a podcast. I think you'll be nice. fucking brilliant for it. You're perfect for it. You know? No, I'm not. You're the part. It's not me, mate. It's the boys that come on that have made it. But I was like, and I say this to any of people message me something like what you said yourself, saying like any advice about starting a podcast. And I'm like, mate, fucking go do for it. it, man. Do it. What's the worst that can happen? It doesn't do well. Yeah. Who cares? Like, yeah. If it does well, you're on a winner. Yeah. I'll get any to bash me. I'm doing a column. I've never wrote. I've never wrote. I'm doing a week, column, mate. I'm doing the radio now. Mate, I got. Who'd that I come out? I've about? never. I've never got any grades at school, mate. I left school to go and play football. What are you writing about Nicole? It's a lot of shit. Is it a football call? Ah, uh, football call, man. Eh? It's not women, women, women call. Women's own memory call. I used to read them in those magazines. <laughs> so that's, that's what I say, mate. Deirdre. Deirdre. Dear, 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 dear. <laughs> I used to love that. Oh, <laughs> that brings back a few memories. <laughs> it does um, bring back memories. But, uh, so, mate, get a bash, man. Get I'm a bash. Old you old never old. know, someone could, could work out for you. It might not, but who cares? So what about the start? Was it, did you have any, uh, did you ever have any doubts about the success of it? Because it's hard to pick nah, up a really podcast. I don't really doubt things, mate. What about, what were the figures like at the start? Was gone. I think Joe Rogan only got like two hundred and fifty views his first podcast or five hundred views. Now he kicks about ten million. It kicked off quite quick, eh? Right. I think we done because we got big names. I've done five of my mates. It was Kevin Thompson, Aidan McGeady, uh, Charlie Adam, yeah. Darno Day, and fuck's not that big a name. I can't remember who it was. <laughs> can't, You'll be raging right now, man. Like Char- Charlie Mulgrew, sorry. Did I mention Aye, I you? Charlie? So Charlie told Aidan, Charlie Adam and Dan with the... Charlie's story with the guy chasing the security guard. They, no, oh, that was, that was, security guard. That was, that fucking, was recently. Uh, that but was they, excellent. They, uh, they boys came on, mate, and fair play to them. They were fucking tremendous, the five of them. Who and was the best show? Hard, mate. They're all different. Cause, so see Kevin Thompson, I love his insight. I love how yeah. he thinks about football. Sat next to him at Dundee. I uh, loved speaking to him every day about football. He's got a really good, strong opinion on football. And then Charlie's just the way he is, mate. He's a great yep. storyteller. He's laid back. And then Aiden's a different. I was always so good about the first five, mate. They were all different. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just constant carry on or a constant serious football. Tom was more serious, but points were amazing. Yeah. Charlie was just a laid back, funny guy. Yep. Aiden. Aiden's funny, but he's got a proper opinion, mm-hmm. and he get, gives that. So that's what kind of kicked it off, mate. Good five diversity. Of di- uh, a bit of diversity. And I just went mad for there, mate. Well, this is another advice I give people then, but be yourself, man. See if you want to have beer, have yeah, beer. No, see if you exactly, dinner. See if start... you want to be a guy that doesn't drink, you want to drink, drink water. Ah, uh, you know. I think that's why we've done so well. I need to give massive credit to B. Slaney and Kev. Like, they've just came on. Uh, mate. Anyone help you behind the scenes? Just well, the, the marketing agent? The pal- the pal- uh, just me, uh, we've just went for it, mate. Yeah. Uh, every new day we'll come up with ourselves. Uh, and mate, Slaney, we want, I want to talk about Slaney. Yeah. Um, Slaney's been huge Yeah. Um, for the show. He's a genuine good guy, mate. Funny he's guy. Man. He's just who he is, mate. And that's what yeah. I like about him. He's yeah. not trying to... Everyone says he's So he doesn't like, change for no, on screen? No, he's slaney, See, mate. I think that's what people need to know. You know, he's not changing. No, he's... To be like that on screen. He's himself. I can only talk about Slaney in my company. And, and that's very... the exact and same. And that, I love that because I think a lot of people who were mailing about Slaney and stuff, I think they, they feel that personal love to him. Yeah, they love, they love him. him. Yeah, of course they, they, like, they invest in him. Yeah. They invest every episode in him, you know what I mean? And I think that's cool. So 
obviously he is just the same. That's probably more my question: is he the same off as he on as as he is, as he is on screen? Yeah. I so I hang about with him quite a bit outside the podcast, and you just laugh. He's so he's just finish, great, mate. great he's company, proper funny. But again, he's not daft, mate. Yeah. Clever boy. He's got great ideas on football. I love speaking about about football. He's so passionate about football. He's passionate about coaching, about helping kids. I've watched him coach. He's very good. Um, he's just got a great personality, yeah, man. See, I want that's why I want Slaney on it. See the real Slaney, the, the but you're saying that is a real Slaney, the, the, the Slaney that I that Slaney, yeah. Slaney that off screen with you. Like, can I Slaney that would be fucking no, he's one of the best guys you can be, honestly. Just a proper funny guy. So, what's the plans for the podcast? Where you want to go, what you want to do, what's what's well, the... sold at Hydro, so I heard about that. Quicker and Beyonce, it was another podcast, you know that? Quicker and Beyonce, six years. My arse is fatter than hers as well. Oh, I like that. I like that. Slaney's a better singer than him as well. <laughs> is he going to sing for us, Arnett, then? Oh, he'll be singing, mate. Have you heard See him? See, what's happening at Sly- the Hydro, then? Can't tell you that, mate, can I? Okay. We've got it all planned, though. Everyone's, that was, that was, quick, that was quick and easy. I was <laughs> Kenny, go home, mate. I'm not telling you. Can I tell you everything? But it's mate. decent. Uh, it's good, looking good, mate. The lineup's looking good, good. so we're excited. Good, how much work are you putting it? in behind the scenes for it? Not a lot, mate. Sat in a, we sat in a hotel... Uh, we've got a meeting room in Glasgow come natural you guys then that is mate that is natural we just mate honestly see we've got a script right but very rarely do I get I, I, do I answer every, it goes off in fucking tangents, tangents mate, and and, like me and you the day it just goes in tangents here tangents here and then mate, that's what people want to see to who wants later. to listen to scripted shite exactly you want exactly. people like the, the boys come on they're just totally themselves eh? oh, I think people sure. identify with us is because we didn't use big words. Yeah. We didn't sit in suits. We didn't try and fucking kid people on. We didn't try and. I don't know enough big words to use, mate. Exactly, mate. We're just that. we're coming on like boys sitting in the, the pub with their pals and so a you, chat and getting a laugh, mate. And that's what we wanted to do. It could go around the world. You know what I mean? It could go around Britain anyway. Yeah. Hydro, you know, Newcastle Arena, all sorts of stuff like that. Surely that's what what the plans are going to be. Uh, we've got we've got big plans in place, mate. What about quite you a lot going on? Do you feel do you see yourself being more popular as a? Footballer or a, a celebrity personality? Mate, I don't see myself as any. No, I know you're not. No, I don't You don't even think about that, but is it, are you getting more popular? Oh, no, I, I open goal definitely. Yeah, fuck, nobody yeah. knows this as a football player. Like, yeah. nobody, I don't think anyone up here knows about any about my that's, career. That's why I said to you today, you were like, are we going to go through my career? I was like, most people know you as open goal. Yeah. The maestro of open goal, the, yeah. the quiz master, the, 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 the mean man, they, they love you. You know, and I'm getting people mailing me saying, ask about his career. I want to know what he's done. Yeah. What did he go through? What, what what did he suffer? And it's good today that we've got through that. You know what I mean? I think that's... No, I enjoyed speaking about and, it, man. And that's not what people have, 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 have had from you, you yet. You know, had no, every night, every, when people come up to you, it's a bit open goal. Huh? It's always a bit open goal. Yeah. Instead of, listen, Paul, seeing you there. Listen, I watched your goals for Swindon. Paul. I watched your vault. Eh, Paul, Paul Hartley again. I'm talking about Peter and Paul. Paul Hartley. That's 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 that. Listen, Si. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, watched your volley for Swindon. Can't remember what one. That's a good goal. That, that's all right. Goal, uh, that's a good goal. Took that well. It reminded me of Ber- uh, Berbatov's goal. Uh-huh. Um, it was a bit like that, uh, right? Very, very, very. Old technique's not bad, mate. <laughs> but so, no, open goal, mate. We're, we're loving doing it. Eh? So, like, what about Go Radio? What happens to Go Radio? So Go Radio... Because uh, someone texts me and goes, are you just going for the whole cast of Go Radio? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Because oh, I didn't know Go Radio. Yeah. Go Radio, because I've got Barry Ferguson on a Friday and I've uh-huh. got Grado and the... Uh, of get Grado on Saturday. Yeah. So, but I didn't, I didn't know much about it. So, for 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 those who want to tune in or, or watch it so far, yeah, tell so us me and Fergie did this football show. With right. Monday and uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So just go on and speak football, mate. It's good. I enjoy it. It's more probably more serious than open goal. Yeah. So it's good to get the balance, mate. Here to carry on talking about football and then yeah. kind of because I'm a coach, not mate. I'm not just wanting to hear that. I'm quite passionate about football and yeah. tactics and formations and setups. So it's good to go and talk with Fergie, obviously. What a career he's had and to bounce off him is really good so I enjoy it and it's 
honestly, we, we, we meet an hour before it, me and him just sit and speak about football and games and what we've seen. And it's good, yeah. mate. I enjoy it, really enjoy it. As I say, we see as long as I'm speaking about, I feel pure privilege, man. Like, that's me and I've got the podcast, the radio, and, and, the, and the column. Three jobs getting paid to speak about football, mate. It's like. That's I mean, a dream. It's a dream, mate. That's a, that's a dream I, that I know normally, how I, normally I a footballer gets after a 20-year career. Yeah. That's a job that normally football would have to play 20 years, you know, at the top level and then get. Yeah. You've come off and then you've kind of been injured and stuff like that, came out, had hard times and went part. You're still playing part-time yeah. for your head. Coaching now and you're now, you're now a personality of football now. In Scotland, definitely. And you're you a personality of football. And for anyone that wants to do it, it's got fuck all to do with brains or being clever. Yeah. Or, or, and but you, you, know are quite, so, you are quite quick though. You've got to give yourself. You're very quick. Ugh, you're very quick up here. And not many people have, Not a lot of people don't have that. As, as so as what Dale said first time Dale Lyle said on the phone says he's quick he'll mm-hmm. catch you at an end and I'm like Paul that's because yeah. I've put him in his place a yeah. couple of times no, so, you are quite quick do you know what I mean so, but do you know what it is I'm going to say and it's advice again that two great guys and Tommy and Nicanio gave us he says they don't always need to be the best at some which I'm not, I'm not great at what I do but I've got loads of passion for it mate and I'm yeah. enthusiastic for it yeah. and I've used my shortcomings as a player fucking about and not preparing properly yeah. so every time I go to do an interview or a podcast fully prepared know what I'm talking about and see when you are like that, mate, you don't get nervous, eh? Yeah, so see, then the height, sure. I'll not be nervous, mate, because I know what sure. I'm doing. I've prepared, I've done my work, the boys have been prepped. Go and enjoy yourself after that. I think you can yeah. enjoy yourself. That's why we probably look like we're enjoying it so much, is because we're so well prepared, we know what we're talking we about. We're enjoying it. And we're en- you know it's mean? great, mate. It's natural. It's it a great, so it's nat- the best job in the world, mate. It looks natural. I genuinely look forward to going, to going to work. So I ask this to everyone. What advice for young players watching this, young fans of yours, young footballers who are maybe at Rangers, any club, you know, yeah. playing boys club, playing amateur, the dreams in sight, what advice would you give to them? Just exactly what I've just said, mate. Give it, give it your own. Just put that in a football context, that's what I was thinking. Enjoy it. Enjoy it, mate. It's the, best, it. it's the best job industry in the world, football, man. It is. And do everything you can to stay involved in it. See if you get your own. And you show and look, I can't stand young kids that come in and have enthusiasm for football. Yeah, yeah, I say yeah. that to young kids. You can, I can get thousands of kids for the schemes that will give their right arm at coming in here. Yeah. Then I know how lucky you are. Yeah. Realise one how lucky you are. Do everything you can to try and make it. And if you see if you look back at the end of the day and you've gave it your own, you've not made it, then who cares? Fair enough. Yeah. Go and do someone else. You might be someone else that you're suited to. Injury. As I say, I get a lot of mails from that. Uh-huh. People saying, Kenny, how did you get through your injury stuff? What that? What would you say? You know? Again. I always try to make the best of every situation. Eh? Sure. So, one, if you see if you're at a club, think how lucky you are to be at a club, you're getting top treatment. And then I, I agree with you, mate, set yourself goals. Yeah. Exactly. And do it you properly. Get, see your rehab, see your rehab, mate, do it properly. Yeah. Cause I never, eh? you got I to kidded focus. on, I kidded yeah. on, I done it properly, mate, but I'd be up at the gym playing head tennis yeah. when my ankle was there. Yeah. Meant to be resting and I'm playing head tennis. Mm. And see, that's stupid, eh? Aye. So do it properly. Sure. If you're going to do it, do it properly. I mean, see life. This is what there's no secret, man. You get away what you put in. See, in any, if you're injured, if you're doing a podcast, if you're playing football, see what usually if you're not doing well, it's because something that you're doing. Yeah, it's not any. I, 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 I hate people that make excuses because yeah. I used to be one of them, yeah. I used to blame everyone else. Paul Hartley's fault, done the, but yeah. see, when you look back now, mate, you think the times in my life that I wasn't doing well was because of me, the times that I was doing well was because of me. Yeah, it's on us, isn't it? Positive it choices, is, positive action, positive movement forward. We're accountable yeah. at the end of the day. Things are going to... and how, no we react, signs. how we react to situations is so... For me, it's so important. We've got two ways to react. Positive, negative. It's got to be positive, as you yeah. said. Before you go, I've got to give you this Last bad boy. Bit, in fact, the best bit of advice I've ever got given for Paul Heffernan, the point of Dundee, one yep. of the best guys. I mean, never get too high, never get too low, mate. So see, even like like, that. See, and that's what you said to me what, two weeks ago. Yeah. He goes, I'm never too high or no low. 
Like, see, you never get carried away of open goals doing well, and never get too low when I'm working in the Royal Mail because ultimately, mate, it's life, isn't it? It's life. Yeah. It's what, mate, it's what gives you these stories that you can sit and tell people. Yeah, love it. Here's your t-shirt, bro. Perfect, mate. I didn't get the number. I'll wear that the dancing next go. time it's open. Get it that on the dancing. People will think you're associated to me and all the birds that want to win you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. My breast barking. <laughs> but, uh. Listen, it's been fantastic getting you on, mate. It's an absolute pleasure. I want you to wish you the best of luck. You're doing so much for, for so many people. I think your attitude's outstanding and something we need. You know, very strong mindset, very courageous. You know, you just keep moving forward, all right? Good luck with the coaching. Good luck with and we'll get, a wee, well. we'll get a wee, um, we'll get a wee pint at the camps at one time, bro. All Perfect. Right? Top man. Peace. Cheers, Kenny. Take care.